Hey guys, and welcome to the next episode of Movies with G-Rose. We are on to episode 5. This week's episode is going to be all about 2019. I'm going to be getting my friend Jack on the line, and we're going to be talking about everything that came out in 2019. That's why this is such a long episode. We try to focus only on movies that we've both seen, but um, a lot came out. And I recorded this last night, and I cut it down as much as I could. I apologize that the episode is late this week. Um, I wanted to cut it down a bit, and I also wanted to add movie posters to the video component of it um, because I wasn't able to get the window capture working, so I figured that was the next best thing. So it just took me longer to get this one created. If you have an iPhone, please download the Apple Podcast app and look up movies with G-Rose and give it five stars. Give it whatever rating you want, but go ahead and rate it. You don't have to leave a review. Just just tap the stars. Actually reviewing it will help get this podcast boosted. So make sure you go and do that. Um, if you're listening on Spotify or a podcast app, there's also a YouTube version. The YouTube link is too long for me to write here. It's just with G-Rose, but you can also head over to anchor.fm slash with G-Rose to see every single platform that it's available on, whatever works best for you. I think that's all I've got. The podcast has been doing good. Thank you for watching. Again, I know that this is a really long episode and I don't expect you to listen to it all at once. So, you know, go ahead and and pause it if you need to and come back later. Now, the other thing is that this podcast is going to have tons of spoilers. If me and Jack have seen a movie that we talk about, we're not holding back on spoilers. So, the best way to get around that if you still want to watch the podcast is one of two things. Um, one, I'm going to go through and I'm going to write down time codes for all of the big movies that we talk about that are spoiler heavy. So you can go to the description of wherever you're listening to this and you can skip around that way. If you don't want to listen to the whole thing, you can skip around to the movies you want to listen to. If you're watching the video, you can use the uh the scrubbing tool to to look at the um, poster that I put in the video component. So you're going to be able to actually see what movie we're talking about. You'll see the poster scroll until we'll until we're done just to play it safe because I don't want to spoil anything for you guys. But this was just the easiest way to do it with the amount of content that we're talking about. I'm really sorry. I know this podcast is full of filler words. I broke my rules and there's plenty of ums and likes. I I wish I could go back in time and fix it, but it was a really late night. I mean, there was like three and a half hours of recording that I got down to like 240-ish. So I really hope that you guys enjoy it. Stick around to the end. If you don't make it to the end, um, go ahead and pop down into that description so you can you know, at least listen to the, to the movies you really want to hear us talk about without further ado, let's dive into it. I'm going to go get Jack on the line. Thanks for tuning in guys. All right. So I've got my buddy Jack on the line. Um, we Yo, were, what's up? yeah, this is Jack. Um, we were college roommates freshman year. Um, I think one of the first things I kind of asked him on the Facebook forums was, do you like movies? And Jack was actually kind of the first person to get me into well, he got me into Letterboxd, and he kind of got me to take films a little bit more seriously. 
um jack <laughs> is that is that actually yeah okay, okay yeah that's... I, i'd say yeah i mean i always liked movies but i think there's <laughs> okay, I, okay yeah 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 i think that's there's fair. i think there's something something changes i think when you start writing each film individually i mean well do you think that's true i mean when we were actually i didn't actually start doing doing letterbox and stuff like that until like halfway through when we were living together i actually was using i check movies for such a long time that was the website i used all, i don't know if you ever heard of that or used that one no i remember you went on some site for for uh, <laughs> for animes i remember you were going oh, on no, that no 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 this is a little bit different that that was something else but this this is basically you just checked the movies that you watched and like told you how many you've seen overall that was pretty okay. much the extent of it Okay. And, you know, I always was like looking for something more and then eventually found Letterboxd. And then I, I just remember like having to import like 800 movies that I've seen, just like going through my list of everything yeah. that I've checked. Yeah. And just searching for it on Letterboxd and checking it all off. It just took me so long. I just, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, good times. Uh, good times. yeah, good times for sure. I, I did the same thing when, when you finally convinced me to join. Um, I know you just rewatched Midsummer, but besides Midsummer, um, what's a movie that you've seen recently that that you've really really enjoyed? Um, something recently from yeah, this ask, year, or I, something in general, just that you've seen recently. It doesn't have to come out this year. I ask every guest. Oh man, okay. Let me think. Let's see. Let's see. Something that I've really enjoyed lately. Hmm. I mean, you can um, say Midsummer if you really want to, but nah, we're going to dive into that later. Since I know you've seen this too, uh, and I want to give it a special shout out. I watched, I rewatched uh, The Master with my parents over winter break. Okay. And I, I mean, you know how much I love Paul Thomas Anderson, but yeah, I mean, it, this, I just, I love The Master. I think it's an amazing movie and I just, I love everything about it. I just love like Philip Seymour Hoffman, like Joaquin Phoenix, like the, the, like the act off, I guess, between them is just yeah. Amazing. No, I, I could definitely I see that. I, that. That's a great movie. I've only seen it once, but um, out of the movies I've seen from Anderson, that would probably be my favorite. And I know you like Punch Drunk Love a lot as well, but I, yeah. I like The Master more personally. Really? That, uh, see, I like Punch Drunk Love, and then I like um, Boogie Nights a lot, and then I put The Master like slightly below those two. Really, I would definitely put the master above both of those. But and I put Phantom Thread above the master too. I, don't I know haven't seen that. No, I haven't. Fantastic. Is that also um and the same director? Yeah, it's with uh Daniel Day Lewis. Okay. He's amazing in it. Yeah, it's great. It's great. <sighs> okay, well I'll add that to the watch list. It's probably already on there, and it's probably been sitting there for years. But yeah, probably. <laughs> okay. That's how it goes. <laughs> That's how it goes. You know, hundreds and hundreds of films to watch and. I, literally my life and i keep watching fucking fear factor on youtube wow <laughs> yeah so that's where i'm at um okay. all right so let's dive into it the first the first couple films on this list i'm just going chronologically um i know neither right. of us have seen the first <laughs> i don't even want to know what they are is it a dog's <laughs> way home <laughs> no dude the first one is glass which oh glass i, I forgot they even came out yeah, some of these films, that's why I wanted to start with these, because these are films that both of these probably kind of, we probably both kind of forgot about them. And yeah. I remember leading up to Glass, I watched Split, and then I watched Unbreakable, which... Oh, so you saw Glass? I never saw Glass. Okay, okay, okay. 
Yeah, but I, you like were re- you wanted to you wanted to see so like we're preparing for it. You just never saw it. Well, I was really late to watching Split, and then oh, and okay. then I think I, I remember this. I think I remember you watching Split. Like I I finally watched time. Split, and I actually really enjoyed Split. I thought it was like better than average for sure. Um, personally, yeah, and, I would agree. And and then I was like, oh, there's this other movie from M Night called Unbreakable, and so I watched that, knowing that they were building this this whole thing. And then Glass came out, and the reviews were trash, so I never went and saw it. Yeah, I I never saw Unbreakable, so I wasn't super invested in the whole. Um, I, I like Split for what it was, like just by itself. Unbreakable was decent, but, yeah, but I, I never never I, saw Glass. I yeah, I don't care about it at all. It at all. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It's I mean a worse Marvel movie. I don't need. I don't need that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't need that okay. at all. Um, the next one was the Lego Movie Two. Never saw it. Uh, yeah, I gotta say, I also never saw. It. But I gotta say, I watched the the first one about five times on TV. I loved the first one because dude. it was it was on TV every day for some reason for me. I actually really liked the first one. Yeah, I do too. Um, and I think they're making a, a Lego TV show, so take that what you okay. will. Um, the next one, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. I've never seen any of those films. Okay, well, obviously, you know, I worked at Family Video for a long <laughs> yeah. time. Uh, so I am pretty well-versed in How to Train Your Dragon 1. How to Train Your Dragon 2, I don't think we ever had a working copy of, so I don't think I ever actually watched it. But... Okay. I watched I watched How to Train Your Dragon the first one a few times and I I thought it was pretty decent but yeah okay. I yeah I did not watch this new one okay the next one a real winner Captain Marvel wait um, I think you you skipped something that I wanted wanted to comment what's that I think you skipped something I wanted to comment on what maybe. did you want to comment on uh did you not see Happy Death Day two oh I did not see Happy Death Day two you know what this list might not be complete uh, okay well i have i have a different list so i'll, I'll just let you know if you skip over that's fine i never saw the first one either oh okay i mean have i you see seen the first, them? they're bo- yeah i've seen both i've seen both of them um the, i mean tell me <laughs> they're what you think definitely guilty pleasure movies they're they're awful they're definitely awful it sounds but, like you kind of um, like them though i do kind of like them that's the thing because i kind of have a, have a sweet spot for horror movies like that so they're fun they're definitely fun and the humor is so stupid and it's just they're 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 fun the first one's definitely worth watching second one only if you really like the first one okay i yeah i mean i that's the thing like they came out and they looked kind of kind of bad but i mean it's blumhouse so you pretty much know what you're getting people didn't trash them though so i figured there must be something redeemable about them yeah they're fun um i I also see um, okay, so Captain Marvel never. I, I did see it. One of the weaker films. I kind of forgot it came out in 2019, but I guess this is pre Endgame still. Did you ever see Captain Marvel? Did you bother? I know you don't like MCU. No, I did not see Captain Marvel. I heard. I have not heard very good things about it. But it's I, okay. I have no. Um, okay, let me see if I can remember what I can remember about Captain Marvel. Um, oh, you actually watched. Yeah, I, no, I've seen it. Um, okay, okay. She's like a secret agent. No, no, no. She like comes from this sci-fi world, and she's being trained by this guy, and he ends up being a bad guy at the end of it. And I forget how she gets her power, some weird explosion or something. The only thing I can say about Captain Marvel that really impressed me was, number one, the 
the sci-fi elements of it were actually kind of interesting. Like the weapons and stuff and like the setting was like, I don't know. It was like a bit grittier than guardians. I don't know. You know, Disney, like they have good attention to detail with the CGI and stuff. So that was kind of fun. And the, the age reduction on, on Samuel Jackson was crazy. I didn't even know that was a thing that happened. Cause dude, he's a main character in the movie. And in the movie, he's like, in his late 20s or something and so like the whole film he's a younger samuel jackson it's wild wow yeah i did not know that was a thing yeah he's Uh, that's that's pretty it's it it was crazy because like i thought it would be really uncanny valley but they pulled it off so whatever i there's no fun i mean she's like she has no charisma as a character and she's overpowered so it's like it's like the dcu superman all over again where it's just like (laughs) who cares um yeah no i have no interest in this movie sadly and the theme is just pick yourself up so yeah okay um of course yeah um next next is something we both see what's that what's on your list uh beach bum beach bum okay yeah see i'm looking at a popular list so it makes sense that that's not on here um this is a good list this is a good list um yeah beach bum we watched that together I thought it was decent. I know you yeah, liked it I a lot. I it definitely stuck with me, which is more than I can say about Captain Marvel. <laughs> it definitely, um, <laughs> it definitely uh, was. It was an experience. It's very. I, I forget. Have you seen um, what's it called? God, Spring Breakers. Spring Breakers. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. saw it once on a rainy night years ago, where I was half paying attention to it, and. I really wasn't that into it. So I don't think it's a very, I think I need to rewatch it, but here's the thing. I, the, a big difference between me and you is I don't really care that much for films that like rely almost entirely on atmosphere. And I know you go for it really hard, like neon demon. You like a lot. And that film's pretty much just visuals and music. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Beach Bum was decent, though. I mean, I like Matthew McConaughey a lot, and there's like a lot of fun characters to keep it going. Yeah, I mean, it really just seemed like he was just like having fun, like doing whatever the fuck he wanted. <laughs> you so, definitely like buy into it, and it's something unique. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. Uh, yeah, it was good. I don't remember too much about the plot. I'm trying. I'm trying to. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Is it's stuff, like it's so disjointed. But I don't think it was, yeah, I don't think it was very reliant on it. He kind of exactly. Yeah. No, it was definitely an experience, as most of his movies are. And I definitely say you should revisit Spring Breakers because I think you would like it. I've heard good things. I was just watching like um an interview with a bunch of actors. It was Actors Roundtable, and they were like all praising Spring Breakers, and I'm like. James Franco is one of the guys in there. I'm like, how do I not like everyone? Everyone seems to like that movie. So I obviously missed something. I think I was just pissed off that night or something. Yeah. I mean, you really got, you do have to be in the right mindset for it. So that, that would make sense. It's, it's yeah, I would, I would rewatch it when you're, when you think you're in the right state of mind for it, when it sounds good. Yeah. I remember bits and pieces. There's just, it's so hard for me to rewatch a movie these days. It's like, there's so much on my there's stuff in 2019 alone that I wanted to watch before this podcast that I didn't get to. So it's like, oh, yeah, I mean, I still haven't seen Marriage Story or Star Wars for that matter. Oh, so. damn, dude. I can't believe you haven't uh, seen Marriage Story. Yeah, I can't believe it either. It just has not happened. I, I want to watch it. I, I will. I will. You should check that out. Um, I see. Girl, um, I, I see Dumbo on this list. I didn't. <laughs> was it oh, Danny DeVito I, in that? I didn't. Oh, was he? I think he was. 
That's funny. I think he's one of like the circus dudes. I, I, you know, I've never seen the original Dumbo, so I really didn't care about this. Um, yeah, me neither. Never part of my life. Didn't really care they were doing it in like live action. Don't yeah. know why does he keeps doing live action. Okay, we'll we'll talk about a little. little we'll get to the live action the, stuff, which I didn't see stuff. any of. <laughs> I but, don't understand. Uh, I, I don't understand what they're what they're trying to do there. But hey, it's making money anyway. Okay, yeah, Dumbo. Um, trash. I see trash. the next on my list is Endgame. Oh, yeah. We might as well get it out of the way. I know yeah, you don't see, really care a lot. A few. We'll we go back to a few, but let's do let's do that's the end game. Yeah. Um, um and I liked it. I thought it was I I would put it in my top ten for the year. Really? Okay. Yeah. I would I mean just the scope of it, I feel like alone. It's unreal. Like and you got I mean you gotta you gotta hand it to them. Like it's insane. I really, really, I mean, okay, I know it's silly and all, but like, I, I kind of feel like, I feel like they should get the Oscar for visual effects just because the MCU deserves like one Oscar. Besides, yeah, but, what, I, don't think, the, I don't think they're going to do that. The only, the only MCU film to win an Oscar, I think, is Black Panther. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, They won a couple, I think. But Endgame, okay, here's the thing. Endgame I liked a lot. Um, I think through and through, it's mostly like an 8 out of 10 film, but it has all of these like 10 out of 10 scenes sprinkled in that kind of elevate it. Like all of these, I mean, dude, if you're someone that like has sat down and like watched all of the films and knows the story, it's like they're just constantly rewarding you with like snippets from the past and and the way that they structured it around time travel, like is perfect for revisiting the past in a way that doesn't feel like super fan servicey, even though it's basically just like fan service, the series. Um, right. I still think I like infinity war a little bit more though. Um, Hmm. Infinity war was like the first one to really do that scope. And I feel like that film, yeah, I feel I like that I film agree. on average, I think on average that film is like a nine out of 10 and the ending is like a 10 out of 10. Yeah. I'd say from the last like half hour alone, that movie, I really, I really do like, I watched infinity war about a few days before Endgame came out. Cause I hadn't seen it uh-huh. just because I was going to see it in theaters with, with people. So I like had to watch it obviously. Yeah. So I, um, I really liked it. I mean, I just watched it on Netflix. I, I think if I would have watched it in a theater, I would have liked it a lot more. Yeah, dude. But the I still, theater I still experience really was great. Dude, the theater buildup and the experience was was insane. I I don't know, man. Like, Infinity War was so different. I think that's why I liked it so much. Like, Endgame is a little bit more in line with the traditional Avengers film, whereas Infinity War is like they're all split apart and they're just getting destroyed for the whole film and then they lose at the end. And it's like, to see... A movie like that plus the scope of it all I, something about it i think just clicked with me a little bit harder um but endgame was like i don't know like how can you complain like the ending was phenomenal they like said farewell to like all these characters that they've been working for decades to to write so i i have no complaints they're both great films i just i think i'll end up going back to infinity more often yeah i think that's fair i i, I would i would agree with that um yeah I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. You don't have much to say about MCU. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't I'm not as invested as you are. So yeah, I mean, as, I, I, as, I just yeah. take them at face value for what they are mainly yeah. Yeah. and I enjoy them. Yeah. So that's the thing. It's like, as someone that was invested in it for so long. Right. I mean, I can imagine the payoff is, is like, I can't, I can't even imagine. Like, it is, you know, yeah, and it's, it's nice. like, it was a cultural moment as, as silly as it sounds, you know, 
it is kind of fun to be a part of that. And I mean, this is coming from like, you know, I've seen all of the films minus like a couple of the Thor films that no one gives a shit about. Um, and like, do for the most part, like if you average them out, it would be like, most of them are like seven out of 10 or less, you know, most of them are probably less than that. Yeah. It's not an amazing series, but I think it, um, I mean, they really emulated reading comic books in that sense, where it's like not every single one has to be perfect to kind of like it's building an overarching story. And they did what Star Wars cannot seem to do, which is have like at least a cohesive vision with yeah. the story. I, so that at, at least <laughs> we'll get there. At least we'll get to Star Wars. Yeah. At, I mean, like at least when you watch a subpar film like Captain Marvel or or whatever it is at least you can walk out of it going like, all right, well, I know at least like they planted things that will build to the overarching arc. Like you don't completely feel like you're wasting your time with them when you're invested in the series, at least. So when you do get something that's like amazing, like infinity war, it's just like that much better. I feel like, because yeah, because like you can tell like someone sat down at the beginning and they're like, these are the beats we need to hit for the next 10 years, you know, and it's like right. to, to stick to that is like uh, it it definitely shines through, you know, I mean, when when uh, Captain America grabs the hammer and the whole theater like simultaneously freaks out, it's like, you know, that right. they built something. So, yeah, um, you know, and everyone yeah, Marvel. Yeah, it's go, something go Marvel. Go, yeah, go, Mar- go Marvel. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so we skipped a we skipped a few. What did we skip? I I definitely think we should talk about. Um, first, Pet Cemetery. Did you see it? Oh I yeah, I actually really I actually really like Pet Cemetery. I thought it was. I thought the first half was really good, and it kind of got a little too much for me towards the end. Okay, you know what? I think. I think I would agree. I only saw it once in theaters and I remember watching the first half and actually being like, this is, this is good. Like this is better than I thought it would be. Like I remember. Yeah. It's definitely a competent movie. I'm just like, I gave it a seven out of 10. So, I mean, it's, it's, I definitely think it's competent. Yeah, I remember like the scene in like the hospital and like I just remember there were moments in that film where like I turned to because I went and saw it with Natalie. I remember turning to her and kind of like being like, this is better than it's than I thought it would be. But I think where it kind of falls apart a bit, especially in the second half, is where you can tell that they decide you can tell someone read the book again, like some producer. They're like, we need to reboot Pet Cemetery. Let's read the book. And they found this plot thread about the wife's sister. And they're like, let's shove this into the movie. And it's like. It, like that's like the con like like the modern day version of like the conjuring films it, it felt like that where it's like these weird interjections of just like jump yeah, scare sure. scary spooky haunted house stuff that has got no- scary yeah yeah exactly like just the it's what i call like a haunted house horror movie where it's just like look at this scary thing and look at this scary thing and like when scary things are just happening and it doesn't connect to anything else it completely loses it for me um and there are definitely moments like that but dude the ending was great i mean the I, acting was good well, what was i don't remember the ending of the movie can the end the, the ending is just that um everyone dies and they all become zombies and the oh, they walk towards yeah. the car with the kid in the it car. and the yeah, film yeah, yeah, ends yeah, yeah. And I'm like, dude, that's awesome. Like, I always love when a horror movie ends on a, on like a, on a a horrific ending. You know what I mean? Like, I thought that was cool. So I think it left a good taste in my mouth from that. I was glad that it wasn't some cop out. Everyone lives happily ever after type ending. I wish there were more Stephen King adaptations that were good. 
Well, I neither because of us. A lot of material there. Neither of us saw it, but another one came out this year that apparently was pretty good. What? Doctor Sleep. Oh, I forgot. I forgot that was Stephen King. I always forget. Apparently, uh, Doctor Sleep was. Good. I watched the first forty-five minutes of it last night, actually, because I was going to try to watch it before this, but I couldn't get into it. I watched really? for, it's three hours long, man. What is that? Um, this movie does not need to be three hours long. The first half hour was just nothing. It was all. I mean, I guess it's kind of kind of the the, the point, but I I don't know. I can't get into it. There's not enough atmosphere there to be to try to be so atmospheric. Okay, I mean, uh, we might as well talk about it. We're here. Um, I am currently reading The Shining, the book. Okay. Um, I've sure. got about I've got about an hour left of it. I'm like ninety percent of the way through it. Um, yeah. It's pretty. See, I great. can't read Stephen King, so. Why not? I, he doesn't do it for me. It's. That's crazy. I I, re- I really I like his writing. I don't want to seem pretentious. I don't want to seem pretentious. No, it's fine. Little, feels too cheap. I don't know. I don't know how to he's definitely it. like um he's very accessible in his yeah he writes. I, it's not bad. I just it's not for me. I I don't know if you ever read any Lovecraft, but he writes some good stuff, and I I prefer it. Okay, I I personally like um Stephen King's writing because he's able to like write thought processes in a way that. I can latch onto like they're accessible. Um, I read it and I'm reading, like I said, I'm almost done with the shining. So that's all my experience with him. And okay. I'll probably jump to Dr. Sleep if it's good, but yeah, I, sure. I I'm wondering, you know, there's a lot of, I mean, I'd say the movie, the shining uses maybe 40% of the book kind of bits and pieces. Most of the movie actually is kind of just like the first half of the book. Plus like a couple scenes from the second half is what it seems to be. And I don't think it's going to end the same way. Cause there's not even a maze in the, in the book. There's no hedge maze. Okay. So I, I wonder how much of Dr. Sleep is a sequel. Like where did, where do they pull from? Because if Dr. Sleep is like sequel to the book, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I wonder how that fits in then, because it's like this weird thing where it's like they have to decide where they're. It's like when they made the Westworld TV show. Like, are they sequeling the book or the existing movie? Or yeah. How are they doing it? Um. So I'm interested to see Doctor Sleep to see how they handle all of that. But again, I just I never got around to seeing it. My sister liked it a lot. Um. Apparently, there's a moment near the end of it that's like legitimately disturbing now i i've heard this from like scotty and my sisters who i think they have a lower bar for that so Mm -hmm. maybe i'm wrong but man man, i'll I'll probably try and finish i could not get into it yesterday tonight i might i might sounds too long it's i cannot believe it's three hours it's like i watched i watched midsummer yesterday like okay yeah let's let's watch i'm gonna watch something else try to get something else from 2019 down too I loaded up Doctor Sleep, but I thought it was three hours, and I'm just like, "That's wild." Okay, there's so yeah. much Stephen King, though. There really is. A lot of it's just kind of bad, though, because here's the that's thing. the thing. Well, I just wish someone would do it. Wow. The problem is that Stephen King has written so many things that I think it's probably really easy for people to grab the licenses to them. So you've got. Oh yeah, these... I don't know if you know. He has a he has a whole website with with short stories that you can buy for i think it's either a dollar or five dollars okay. it's for like four students or like rising filmmakers it's a right. bunch of short stories that he just has the right. you can just, just buy the licenses out, yeah. for it, whatever so you get, I all how these, much like, you get all these trash series and stephen king is a well-known name so it's like anyone kind of has a chance to make it big if they like there was that netflix movie in the tall grass that mm. everyone saw and apparently it was like okay but i i've heard there's some lady eats her own baby or something like i hear it's 
something. You know what I mean? I didn't even know that was horror. I've, uh, I had nothing about that. There's one called 1917, I think. Another Netflix movie that no one cared about came and went. Um, is that is that Hulu show Stephen King? 11, 23, yeah. whatever, with James that, Franco. And there's another one, too, that's Stephen King. That's what I'm saying. Um, that horror one. I cannot think of the name, though. The, the only one that I've can add to the list of worth watching is um gerald's game on netflix mm. that one is um stephen king that, see i've heard mixed things about gerald's game it's worth watching it drags a little bit and the ending is very it's very weird like the ending kind of comes out of left field a little bit like it's just it's it, it almost feels like it's taken from like a different atmosphere for the ending i don't know it's hard to describe without spoiling it but um definitely worth watching and there's a couple gory moments in there that are like pretty insane but i don't know i thought it was good i i thought it was very well made it didn't feel cheap to me i mean for a movie that takes place mostly in one room with one set piece like it definitely had the potential to be garbage and i think it was pretty good so yeah that's fair um, um what's next skip, on your list uh the movie us from oh jeez, jordan P- okay. uh, how did you feel about how did you feel about the movie us you know how i was you know how i was telling you about the other day about um or not the other day today i guess about my my class how everyone liked midsummer i would say the other movie that i saw that i heard people say the most was this us and i was very wow. surprised to hear some people say that they like this movie uh, i don't know I, i'm curious how you feel about it i talked about this film and in the first episode of my podcast a little bit um i like get out more get out is a film that i enjoyed more and more every time i watched it like the second time i watched it i liked it a lot more and i think i've seen it a third time um us i think has the same I think technically it's still great. I think the acting is great. I think the characters are solid, but I think the horror elements are very underwhelming. Um, I think they definitely lean on the comedy more because of that. Um, And it really devolves into like an action comedy film way too fast. Like, um, I don't know. It's just, it's not scary in any way. It's funny. Me and Natalie tried to rewatch it pretty recently. And I think we turned it off after like 20 or 30 minutes, maybe just because we were like, this just is a C movie. Um, it's just, it's, I think see when I first saw it, I was really hyped for it because Jordan Peele is really good at like basically making a twilight zone episode into a feature length film. And this is still that, um, but what made get out better is that at least, even if you're not scared of it in any way, at least like, at least the story is sound and solid. Us does, yeah. this, us does this weird thing where they try really, really hard to make it a real story. And like the bad guy monologues, the background and the details, but then the more you look at it, the less it makes sense. And that kind of like destroys a lot of that aspect for me. And then on top of that, like the societal comparisons are super loose. Like it's about class structure and class warfare, I guess. But like it's way looser than like the metaphors that Get Out makes. Yeah. I mean, um, I really like Get Out. So, I mean, I, I just my, – my main problem with, with this is the same problem that I have with Get, with Get Out, I think, is that it can't, it can't decide if it wants to be a comedy or like a thriller. If okay. that makes sense, like okay. I, 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 I don't mind like like comedy horror. Obviously, is a thing, but I feel like his movies. I can't even get out. Is it horror? Yeah, I guess it is horror. 
it's more of a thriller though and i just yeah. feel like the comedy the comedy that he uses just doesn't it doesn't mix well with, with what he's trying like he it feels like he can't make up his mind and that's like my main problem the, the, the i don't think it would bother me as much if the comedy landed for me but a lot of times it just doesn't and i think that's just a problem i have with him in general i don't i i don't know i mean obviously if you like his material you're gonna find it funny and you're gonna find the movies funny as well okay but just it's personally something that I've never really it's never really gotten me to like laugh or like react at all. So I don't know. I think Get Out did it a kind better of job. Flat. Oh, 100% Get Out does a better job than Us. Us just feels it feels it feels generic. I don't know. Get, get Out Get Out feels like something different and like new. But I mean, and even Us the even like the humor in Get Out landed better for me. Oh yeah, I I would agree too. I can't. Us was just, I don't know. It just it felt was, like another horror movie. It didn't really fit anything. Yeah, it didn't I mean, really like, fit anything cool. I think it was, I think it was good. Um, and I enjoyed exploring the, like, like what it was trying to say and trying to figure that whole aspect out of it. But, um, and I think it was, you know, again, it was one of those cultural things where like people were so hyped to see it after seeing get out that right yeah it was kind it's like, of how are you supposed to follow that up there was a lot of hype leading up to it and it yeah it's it's nearly impossible to follow that up so i don't know it was fine i you know i i actually have the steelbook for it and i'm trying to sell it because after rewatching it and being like it's like a seven out of ten and yeah before I thought it was like a hard seven and now I'm leaning towards it being a soft seven. And again, one thing that like you didn't even really touch on and I talked about a little bit is like get out. I like a lot because the story is so sound. Like, yes, right. Yeah. It's like more simplistic, but it's like, there's a scene near the end of us where the bad guy talks directly to the camera and says everything that happened and the whole history (laughs) and like spells out the script. Yeah, and when you do that, like you have to have a bulletproof script, and it's just not like it's or, or or screenplay. It's like, but the more you think about it, the less it makes sense. And so it's like, why was that in the film? Like as soon as she started doing that, I remember being in the theater and being like, oh no, Jordan, like don't have a character. Yeah, you can just... tell he still has much to learn. We'll see. But dude, we'll... for his first two he's films, they're job. very competent. Oh, yeah, you know 100%. what I mean. Yeah, I mean he clearly has a vision and a knack for like what he's doing but yeah that one missed the mark a little bit for me yeah i mean he kind of reminds me of um <laughs> of Ari Aster in a way <laughs> they're, they're pretty similar just in terms of just in really terms ambitious of with horror just like they both have a very clear vision i guess and very clear type of movie that they like to make yeah that's true and, that and at the end of the day at the end of the day like those are the people I do want to get movies from. So it's like, if, if it's between, right. Getting... I mean, it's like the revival of the auteur, I guess of, of, of our generation. Yeah. You know, if it's like, if it's between getting another Jordan Peele movie and another live action Disney film, it's like, Oh yeah. I'll, I mean... I'll, you know what I mean? I'll take the Jordan Peele any day. So it's like, it's I hope he keeps making films. Though, you know? Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just throwing the, throwing the, I mean, that's say the conjuring then, you know what I mean? If we yeah. get another fu- La Llorona, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> but, but we'll, we'll that's get to right that here we'll, that's right that's next actually that's next all right dude again this is a film that i talked about in the first episode la llorona was trash so I, I watched, bad i watched someone i watch on youtube make fun of it but i've not seen the movie dude it's it so fun. bad bro it's just like dude okay here's the thing it's like i've seen all of these films 
I've seen every single one in the series except for the newest Annabelle film, the third Annabelle film. Wait, 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 wait. This is part of The Conjuring? Yes. No, it's not. Very, very, very loosely. So it's, it's a, so on the cover, it says from the, it's funny, dude, me and Natalie had this argument. We're watching the film and I'm going, this is a Conjuring film, right? And she goes, no, it's not. And I go, it definitely is. And so she pulls it, we pull up the poster and on the poster, it says from the producers of the Conjuring. And she's like, see, it's just from the producers. It's not a Conjuring film. And I'm like, okay, you're right. And then about five minutes later, there's this priest in the film that has like a flashback to Annabelle. And I'm like, I fucking told you this is supposed to be in the same even though there's like no connection yeah, I, to it, really. <laughs> I'm on the Wikipedia and it lists it as the sixth installment of the Conjuring universe. Dude, it's so bad. I, I think they knew it was bad. It. I think they knew how bad. But dude, it's all over the marketing material that it's like from the producers of the Conjuring. Like they they wanted to use that. But dude, it's so. Here's the thing, man. Like I watched The Nun. I don't know if you remember The Nun. Yeah, I remember The Nun. The Nun is a trash boring film but it has a handful of like genuinely scary set pieces like dude there's a couple moments of cgi in the film that are like really creative and really interesting like at least you can like walk out of the film and be like oh well like that part was kind of creepy and that part was you know whatever you know dude la llorona is just fucking boring all the way through nothing about it is scary the there's no subtlety at all with like the monster like she's like pretty much in broad daylight half the time and it's just like it's just boring dude and and then on top of that like everything else is trash you know the acting is trash it has an interesting setting it's like almost the same setting as like that ouija movie origin of evil where it's like that like 70s grainy time period but Man, dude, I was so pissed after watching La Llorona, just of how even Natalie <laughs> hated it, dude, and she has such a high tolerance for those films. Damn. Yeah, I, I'm never going to watch it, probably. I could, I could understand people walking away from that film and not remembering a single thing about it, dude. There's this, there's this Mexican priest in the film that is so bad at acting, dude. It's unreal. Wow. It's unreal. So I would not recommend La Llorona. Yeah, uh, I'll I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah, I'm I not just kept waiting it. for one good scene, dude. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you expected. <laughs> I expected I a bad. I expected a bad horror God. movie with a couple. Dude, all those films have at least a couple scenes that are like interesting. Yeah. At least well, you know something. Yeah, well, I guess that's what happens when I don't know. You make the sixth installment produced by. Yeah, whatever. The producers of The Conjuring. Um, whatever that means. What do you got next? Did we see it? Um, Under the Silver Lake. Oh, I never saw it. Oh, you never saw Under the Silver Lake. Andrew well, we Garfield? can't really talk about it because it's very, very plot-oriented. Uh, um, I mean, who who direct, why did, why was I interested? Who directed it? Something? Um, There's some the connection. Second, or the third movie from the director of It Follows. Okay, that's why. It says follow to It Follows. Um, and what did you think? You probably I didn't really, like it as much I, as it follows. Oh no, I didn't. Not even as close to it follows. It's it's very different from it follows. It's very very loosely horror. It's me. It's more like a noir, like detective kind of thing, but like, like modern day, I guess, because it's just like this this burnout stoner guy. But he's like he like he like hooks starts hooking up with this girl, and she like disappears, and he has to like find out what happened, or he gets into like a ton of shit that he was not expecting. Which okay. like it does deals a lot of like Hollywood cult stuff basically. I okay. thought it was pretty cool. There's it's a very like subliminal message focused like you got to watch it like more than one time kind of thing. I've only seen it once, 
but I but I really liked it. You think it would benefit um, from a rewatch, though? Is what you're saying? Oh, hundred percent, multiple rewatches, and I definitely do want to revisit it. Um, but I, I really did enjoy it. I mean, he does his thing. He's he plays his character well. I I, I enjoy him as an actor, so you think I thought it, he, he was one of the reasons I wanted to check. You sound hesitant, though. Are you saying maybe just because it's an easy character, you don't really give it a lot? I mean, of it was nothing special. I mean, I wasn't yeah. like wow, but I mean, he does he does good. Yeah, it's it's, an, it's an, I really like the movie. It was very 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 enjoyable and well done. So I feel like I'm surprised I like you, his I thought aesthetic. You saw it. No, you know, I talked about wanting to see it, and I did. I I can't believe that was 2019. Um, um well, I'm kind of cheating here. It's it it released in in the U.S. in April 19th, but it was available everywhere in like August. There were like four. Like remember this this movie got like pushed back like four times. So you remember a, like yeah, I remember long? kind of it had a so really it got weird pushed release. back one last time at the very end, just in the U.S. though. So it released everywhere on VOD in like August or September last year, and it didn't come out until April here. Okay. So I, I mean, I already saw Kinda it counts. months ago, but it, right. it's listed here, so I figured it was worth mentioning. Yeah, I never saw it. Um, I kind I like the aesthetic of Garfield, and I want him to be a good actor. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll check it out. I don't know. Yeah, it's also really funny. So I mean, I don't know. Okay. I, I, I really like it. Okay. I definitely. I was surprised you haven't seen it. I thought we were, we would have some, some more to talk about there. Um, the other, only other one we skipped over was Brightburn, which I don't know if you've seen that no, or even I, know what it is. I never saw it. From what I gather, it's kind of like the Chronicle film that came I out. I haven't seen that, so I don't know. Chronicle is a film about like a bunch of teenagers that, um, get telekinetic powers one day and then one of them turns evil because he's, um, gets abused at home. Um, and he's played by yeah, this Dane is DeHaan. not quite the same thing, but it's what it's like a it, what is what is it a young guy it's, that gets powers and turns evil? No, it's it's basically a retelling a reimagining of Superman. Um, he basically this meteorite lands on Earth and it's this alien, but it's like and then it's like in the short, in like the form of a child, but the parents don't know it's like an alien. Well, they know it's an alien, but they don't. Know it's like dangerous and it gets more and more dangerous like over time. It kind of like turns into like this evil. So I mean, it's it's definitely a it's it's definitely Superman. It's the sort of Superman, but sure. if he was evil instead of good, and, and I it's, it's was cool. It, it was okay. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I'm looking right now. I gave it a six out of ten. I I, I enjoyed it. For I, I don't really watch superhero movies that much, but I mean, I thought but, it was cool. I mean, would you put this in? I mean, is it a superhero movie through and through, or is it more I mean, of a drama? It is an origin story. It's horror more than anything, honestly. Oh, it also has Elizabeth Banks as the mom. So it it it's a horror movie. It's a horror super, yeah, it's superhero horror. movie. Yeah, it's it's it's. I was surprised more people didn't talk about it. Honestly, I, I haven't really heard much about it. I thought it was I thought it was really cool. Um, it wasn't the best movie, but it's definitely something cool and unique. And yeah, I would uh, watch it. I you. definitely didn't hear much about it either. Um, yeah, I don't. Very know. short. Very easy to consume. It's, really, it's, it's, it's a good one. Okay, that helps. Probably sub less than two hours. Ninety minutes exactly, almost. I th- I think ninety one. Yeah, I could, so. I could crank that out. Yeah. Okay. Well, would um, you recommend it? I'd probably check it out. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, definitely watch it. Okay. Um, what's next? Um, I don't. I'm. I think I was caught up to I caught up to Avengers, so I don't know if, if you want me to just keep going. 
We can talk about Detective Pikachu, but I didn't see it. I, I know you don't like I Pokemon that much. I didn't see it either. It looked okay. Yeah. I heard it was okay. I heard it was like pretty much exactly what you think it is. Yeah. Good same. CGI, really generic story, generic acting. Yeah. Whatever. No, I mean, I, I have it downloaded, but I haven't gotten around to watching it. Maybe one day. But Maybe. I'm a big Pokemon fan too. So I'm, it's like, I just have no interest in that though. Yeah. I don't know. Cool. Um, whatever. <laughs> okay. So John Wick. Um, John Wick Chapter 3. Have you seen any of them? I've never seen a John Wick movie. The first one is good. Um, I'd say it was great, but the second half kind of falls off. Here's the thing is as soon as John Wick tries to like have a story, it's a trash series. Like, cause it, the John Wick series tries really, really hard, like really, really hard to have like all this complex lore and world building. And when it's kind of like there in the background as a backdrop, it's really cool, actually. Like the first half of the first John Wick movie is really interesting because it's like it's not just a great action film. Like you're going through that experience of discovering this world that they've built. But then as the series progresses, it just like the more they focus on it, the less you care. And then every film suffers from like action fatigue where it's like after an hour and a half of him shooting people, like you're just sick of it, no matter how good the set pieces are. So like this, the first movie's good. The second movie's trash. Um, the third film is the same as the first, I'd say, where the first half of it is really solid and the second half is pretty boring. Um, I will say one caveat, though, is the first like 20 minutes of John Wick 3 might be the best action I've ever seen. Like, period. Okay. Like, there's there's this like there's this whole set piece in um this weapon shop full of knives and it's like on par with like that great one shot scene in Kingsman where he's just demolishing everyone in that church. Okay. Yeah. But it's like more, but it's just a couple guys, you know what I mean? And it's a lot more like grounded and realistic, but it's like one shot. It's realistic. Um, and then it gets really gory at parts. So yeah, it's it's a weird film because it's like I really really think some of it's the best action I've ever seen, but at the same time it's like dude, after an hour of it, it's like and he's like on his knees in some desert getting his finger chopped off by some shaman. It's like I just don't care. Right. <laughs> I just yeah. don't I mean, care, you know. <sighs> yeah. I'm not a huge action movie person, so I'd I'm really I've not either. Wanted I mean, to check out I understand, like I understand, it's like more than that, and like it's cool. I've seen scenes that are like, uh, like just like randomly. Yeah. I'm like, dang, that's like insane. But I know yeah. I'm watching like the best like stuff from the movies. Exactly, and like but I could, se- so I could like, send you the like the okay. scene I'm talking about. I could send you a YouTube clip, and you're getting the best out of the film. So it's like, right. whatever. It's gonna have the same exact effect. Um, so it's like, why I'm not gonna bother. But the, I will say, dude, watch like the first 20 minutes because it cold opens really, really well. Because like okay. the second film ends with him basically becoming like, um, sh- like cut off from the whole organization and basically like the third film picks off like literally right after the second movie ends so it's like the the third movie begins and it's like in in one hour john wick will be free to kill like open bounty and so it goes from there so like the beginning of it's like pretty fantastic um but yeah whatever action fatigue really hits hard with those those movies yeah it's not something yeah (laughs) i i I, I do want to watch the original i've always wanted to just never been in the one day i'll get around to it though it's interesting and you could tell like obviously 
they put like all that time and care into like the weapons training and making it look accurate and blah 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 you know so you can tell there's some love behind it but again dude the writing of the of the actual story it's like on the surface level it's really interesting and you want to dive in more but then once they dive into it it's just garbage writing so yeah it's really conflicting um the Secret Life of Pets 2 never saw it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Your, your list skips over so much. I, this is popular in movies. Tell me what t- Tell me what we missed. Uh, Aladdin? Never saw Aladdin. That one was right after this one. What? It came out May 24th. Whatever. I, I never <laughs> saw it. I never saw it either, but Jesus Christ looked awful. Yeah, I've heard very mixed things. I heard really bad. I, I don't know. I've heard, I've heard mostly bad things. Yeah. Okay. I've heard mostly bad things with uh, some people that thought it was just fine. I, I haven't heard yeah. anyone that was like, I loved it. You know, Man, it's just so unnecessary. I love the original Aladdin. It's top three Disney movies for me. Probably. Yeah. I think and it's just, I can't, I just like, why, why do we need these? I just don't understand why they keep doing it. I, mean, I, I guess it makes tons of money, but why? I think they're in this really weird place right now where they can't decide if they want to do a one for one remake or if they want to do an interpretation. So they end up with these things that are mostly a remake and then they change certain things. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of the worst route because you get these people that are like, it's too easy to compare them then like, like on the surface level, like when they first announced that Will Smith was going to be the genie, like it was weird, yeah. but people were like, okay, like I could maybe see that, you know, if they're just kind of remaking it. But then when the movie came out, it was clear that like it was a different genie. It's you know a, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's not the same character. It's a different character, but it's mostly the same movie. But then they also changed like other weird things, like the bad right. guy is in his evil, and like they just change weird shit where it's like, why does this exist if you're just making like half of a copy? Right. It's, I. Disney absolutely baffles me with like everything they do lately. I not lately for like the past five years. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I wish they would stop doing it, but they're not going to. I mean, like they're not going to, because on the surface level, it does make sense. Like, right. Like if they made a one for one remake of Aladdin, but it was just live action, it, it would be decent. It would be like what an hour and a half, an hour 45. And they sure. would just pour money into CGI into making the genie look great. And it would be fine. Like it would be a fine movie. I, it would probably be really interesting to watch actually. And it wouldn't get hate, but these weird, like the lion king like it just like that's the weirdest one to me where you have these animals that are supposed to be expressive right. and then you've just got like these deadpan animals <laughs> that, i don't know what they were i've heard even worse things about that movie that that one sounds even weirder to me because it's like dude how can you not understand that this is missing the mark i don't think they care they know they're gonna make what how much money did aladdin and the like each i mean a close lot, to a billion but... each probably it's like, why do they care? Well, they don't. You there's gotta a, wonder if there's uh, ever so going sad. to be a breaking point where people like start turning on them. Like, when is when is is it going to happen? <laughs> you know, is there gonna be a moment where people are gonna like? Because like, dude, did you know Mulan is coming out soon? Yeah, like, people are like riding over it. People right? just don't care. 
But but the interesting Uh-oh. thing is the new Mulan film is an adaptation. It's a completely different story for the most part. I heard that there's not going to be. They're not called the Huns anymore. It. They're not. They're, I don't think they're the Huns. There's no music in it. Um, yeah, I heard that. Mushu too. is in it. Mushu's not in it. Yeah, I saw um, that too. It's just and from the trailer, so it looks like there's some weird magic shit. Like this one, at least seems like it's an adaptation, which makes me think, okay, maybe it'll be okay. Maybe it'll get less hate, but it's still like, I think people are starting to feel that fatigue of like, why are we doing this? Like you've 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 missed twice now, and it's a shame too because The Lion King had crazy casting, like amazing. Like every single person casted in that film was you had like Beyonce and Childish Gambino. And I mean, you had everyone you wanted. James Oliver was the, the parody. I mean, like, dude, it was just perfect. Every casting choice was perfect. And then, and then no one, Seth Rogen was in it. Eric Andre. I mean, they, yeah, you could, (laughs) well, it's still Disney. You can, you can rely on them to fuck it up somehow. It's just, I mean, they just had to make the, characters expressive i think and that's probably again i haven't seen either of them neither of you but i just i have no reason to i mean i mean i think we know what we're in i don't think we really need to see the movie you know i don't Uh, know so what's what's next on your list um book smart oh i actually really like book smart yeah i thought it thought it was decent a lot of the humor landed for me and that's really that's important, the thing. obviously um it was cool yeah i have no complaints book smart cool good movie yeah i it's i think i give i think i give bonus points to any comedy movie these days that actually has good comedy yeah because 90% of comedy movies these days either don't have good comedy or they're actually an action film with some comedy. To 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 see a comedy movie come out that's actually pretty funny through and through mm-hmm. is so rare that like this film got a lot of bonus points for me because of that. Yeah, that's, that's I, there really were no I mean I I don't know. I it was so clearly super bad for girls. And um, I think the one chick is actually Jonah Hill's sister. I want to say. Um, Wait, is that true? I think so. Um, which which makes one? The overweight one. Um, the cause. And yeah. And I say that because um, there were moments in that film where you can tell there are mannerisms that are so spitting image of, of Jonah Hill that I definitely believe wow, it. Yeah, they are. They are yeah. right. Yeah. Like, I mean, dude, yeah. dude, if you ever get a chance to rewatch that movie, you'll dude, you can see it. Like there are times where they're talking really excitedly and it's straight up Jonah Hill. Um, sure. And, and so, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, it's easy to see how the two are comparable. Um, I really recommend Booksmart. I thought it was great. Yeah, totally. Um, um, Next is. Do you want to talk about Secret Life of Pets? Never saw it, so no. <laughs> I, yeah, no. <laughs> um, Child's Play. Never saw it. Looked what? whatever. I'm surprised. You did see it? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I was looking forward to it. It's a, 
Definitely didn't live up to that, but I was looking forward to it as well. But that's Mark Hamill in it. How could you not go see it? Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Uh, that's the thing is I I was looking forward to it, but then the reviews came out and I lost all interest. Oh man, I don't know. I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for Aubrey Plaza. I guess I gave this a four yeah. out of ten. Now that I'm looking at it, I remember liking it a lot more than that. I I think I just like Aubrey Plaza though. Yeah, I mean she's good. Mark Hamill's good. Um, from the tra- I knew as soon as the trailer dropped that it was going to be kind of bad because it was clear that they were leaning into the whole like, this isn't your normal Chucky. This is ha- this is hacker Chucky. Yeah, it's 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 pretty funny. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, I, it's so stupid though. This is a movie that I would really like to put on and like not take seriously and make fun of. Um, yeah it's honestly there's not much um there's definitely some sequence but it's for the most part it's it's competent um i have a weird nostalgic connection to bride of chucky okay i don't think i've seen is that the third one i don't know dude it's the one where he's got a bride so yeah i i'm aware (laughs) (laughs) um i I saw it a lot as a kid for whatever reason like my aunt had it or something like that and um and i i went i went back and i rewatched the first child's play and it's pretty garbage um i watched the first two this year i've never seen them before there's there's no okay there's no on-screen deaths in the first one Oh really? I never even I didn't even notice that. For um, some reason. They always cut away or something. Like no one ever. There's no violence really in the first film at all. Um, it does that thing where old horror movies aren't about the thing that you think they're supposed to be about. Right. Like, like Freddy Krueger or whatever. Not Freddy Krueger. Um, Jason. Like the first film's just not about him at all. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I, I couldn't tell you anything really about the series. I know that that weird movie came out, Cult of Chucky, that some people thought was good. Mm, uh, I never saw that one. Yeah, that one came out like a year or two ago, and people yeah. it was like a soft reboot. People thought it was decent. So I don't know. I, I, I'll watch this at some point, but I didn't really care all that much. Okay. Yeah, I can't really recommend it, honestly, but it has all the <laughs> plaza in it, so... What's next? That's always a bonus. Um, we can talk, do you want to talk about Toy Story Four? I didn't see. It was fine. Yeah, that's, it it, that's it looked incredible. Pixar's great at adding real camera direction to an animated film. There's a great nerd writer video on it. Um, it was good. It, it's weird because the main characters are barely in it. Um, but it's funny. It's competent. It's better than Toy Story Three. So, wow, that's high praise. Toy Story Three is not that good. Uh, maybe I'm misremembering. Toy Story, I, I, have a, I have a sweet spot for the second one. In my opinion, the original series slowly... I would say the first... Personally, the first is the best. The second is almost as best. And Bro, the, the third, second has the plain conveyor belt scene. In I know. I know, dude. Legendary. The second is the most nostalgic because the set pieces are so memorable. Yeah. But... Just pretty recently I, I went back and i rewatched the series and the first one is so incredible and so adult yeah that it blew me away um the yeah fir- I, I put the, i put the first two on a lot when i was working family video dude and- the first one is insanely yeah. good um and the second one is great too and it's super memorable be- memorable like in every way um but dude the third one is the not cheeto good. fingers 
Yeah, oh, dude. I God, know, man. It's, it's, I, I, oh, I remember so, so much about so that good. film. And uh, yeah, it's it's amazing. Third one is not very good. The fourth is definitely better than the third. So okay. take that Maybe for what you will. It. It's Maybe worth watch watching. It. It's beautiful. Um, but like Buzz Lightyear is barely in it. Um, it's mostly Woody and care. sometimes Bo Peep. It's uh, the new Forky character is really funny. It, it's decent. I, I definitely go okay. see it. It's got a really crazy ending too. Well, I mean, not okay. I take that back. Nothing about Toy Story is really crazy, but it's got a it's got a <laughs> no. unique ending that like kind of sets up some interesting stuff. So we'll see. All right. Um, next would be Annabelle Comes Home. That's the newest one I never saw. I didn't see it either, so we can skip over that. First one's trash. Second one is okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> I gotta is agree with you there. I, yeah. I might even say the second one's trash. I don't like this. I know. I know you liked the second one. I did I, I watched just because, it because of you. Yeah, I liked the I was, second eh, one. It was okay. I, right. I'm not saying it's great. I, I'm just saying it's not trash. Like the first Annabelle movie is trash. The second one I thought was pretty bad. But yeah, okay. like, like we were talking about before, like it has um, a handful of interesting sequences, and so that puts it mm. above trash for me. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Um. Next would be Spider-Man: Far From Home. Pretty dope. I have a I have a soft spot for Tom Holland um, as Spider Man. Yeah. Um, the first one, Homecoming, was probably my favorite super, you know, in the last ten years. Yeah, I would agree. Um, um, Homecoming I, is. My I really favorite. don't really like them, but I, I thought Homecoming was good. I, I really liked it. Um, I haven't seen this one. I just haven't gotten around to it. Homecoming's but. great because it's just a teen comedy that's well written, and then you put Spider Man into it, and it's like a good Spider Man. Um, yeah. The story's good. Um. And it's probably my favorite MCU film and my favorite Spider-Man film. Far From Home is also really solid, but the second half is stronger than the first, which is definitely better than the other way around. Right, um, yeah, that's fine. Um, you know, th- when you go into the movie, you know that Jake Gyllenhaal is a bad guy because he's supposed to be the mm-hmm. bad guy. But um, the whole thing is like he's pretending to be a good guy for the first half of the film. Okay. Um, so is like, it the same thing in Homecoming? Basically, no, because kind of? no, because in Homecoming, you know, it's Vulture as a bad guy. You know, it's Michael Keaton. You know, he's a bad guy from the very, very beginning. With this right. film, it's like Mysterio shows up and he's fighting bad guys, and Shield starts working oh, with him. Oh, okay, okay, and, okay. I see what you're saying. And Jake Gyllenhaal's acting is super bland and super nothing because he's pretending to be like your generic good guy and then about halfway through the film he flips into a bad guy and the film gets immensely better jake gyllenhaal is like phenomenal as like the sociopathic bad guy his backstory is really interesting and then they do like these really really great like trippy sequences where like he make basically makes peter parker like hallucinate all this stuff and um the comedy is good i think there's a couple moments that didn't land for me whereas in homecoming it was all solid Mm. But all in all, it was pretty solid. And the ending um, has this crazy twist at the end. And um, without really spoiling much in the after credit scene, um, uh, J.K. Simmons shows up reprising his role as J. Jonah Jameson, which is kind of cool. Okay. From the Tobey Maguire films. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, there's this huge twist at the end and the whole film is basically about the fact that Iron Man is dead and Peter Parker now has to pick up that mantle. So when all that Sony stuff went down, it was kind of like they wrote themselves into a corner where it's like, they've been setting up Spider-Man to be the new head of the Avengers. And now Sony wants to pull their toys away. So Mm. we'll see how that evolves. I think they might start, I think they start, might start writing him out. If you know what I mean, they might try to mm-hmm. figure out a way to kill him off early or something. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a lot of unknowns going for like the next 10, 15 years of Marvel. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, they're setting up all of these weird new characters. So I think they're going to lean into that really hard. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, Next, we got we got a big one here. You know what's up next? No. I'm sure you see it. Uh, Is it X-Men got- Dark Phoenix? Oh, I skipped over that. I didn't even think you wanted to talk about <laughs> no, that. I no, I never saw it. I heard it was <laughs> I didn't even bother mentioning that one. <laughs> no, I never saw it. Um, We got Midsummer next. Oh, okay. Well, so it's um, time. I just watched it. You just rewatched it. Um, I also just rewatched the last half hour, like an hour ago, again, for the third time. Okay. Um, So a couple things. I am planning on making a, an episode all about Ari Aster. Um including hereditary this film and his short film so i'm not going to talk too much about midsummer but i will say my thoughts because i just watched it um hereditary is my favorite horror movie i have it at a 9 out of 10 but i've been thinking i might want to bump it up to the 10 honestly and i watched the director's cut of this which is like almost three hours long and oh wait did I not watch the director's cut? The director's cut is like how two, long? Is it? It's like two fifty. Bruh, wait. I've never seen the director's cut of this. Yeah, there's an extra. Um, I actually, if you click, if you go to Ralph's review on Letterboxd, he kind of he he talks about all of the scenes that were cut from the director's okay. cut. Um, and the stuff Mine's that, 227, so the yeah. stuff that was cut um actually seems really important like it like some of the, it's some of the, i heard it like has to do a lot with her mental state i like guess how, yeah like, like, how she, like her like going insane yeah and, and like her apparently, relationship she, apparently she didn't know he was in the bear suit when he was burning i was re- i was just reading about like a couple no. hours ago um no i she was knew. like what well it's it's, I was so it's kind of ambiguous but that doesn't really no no she 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 definitely chose him um yeah so again yeah i can't really comment on exactly what was kept out of the director's cut because that's the one i saw but i would say i thought the first hour was like really great and i heard that there's some stuff cut out of that and if you watch the normal version like the does it go a lot more to the the death of the family stuff no and that's the other i had a problem with that i I was really hoping this is the main thing i really want to talk is that I was How, really, I was really hoping that this movie would be like Hereditary, where like right. they would kind of tie everything together. Because, dude, that was that was probably like the creepiest imagery of the entire film. Yeah, I just, I don't understand why it's in the film. It's, I thought I, I definitely if it was in the same, was in yeah. the same movie. I thought it was gonna go somewhere. Yeah, but it doesn't. It's, it's really weird. And it's the creepiest it, part it, of the whole movie. Yeah, man, her her crying. It's it, it kind of crying. More. And, I guess, and then they cut to like this elaborate setup of like the car hoses running right. through the house, and like and like dude, and, then and the, her the sister sitting she there has when the, when the dead bodies and they jump off the cliff, and she sees like the glimpses of her family. Which yeah, is dude, it's oh, like dude, this movie. It's gorgeous. I, I yeah. this is my favorite movie of the year for sure. Oh. I 
I'll say that the like for, on a technical level, it's pretty great, and it's like again like the rise of the auteur of like, dude, the set design in this movie is so so thick and thought out, right. and you pair it's so that, similar to Hereditary, but it's you, complete opposite. It's you, so weird. But you pair it with this. I mean, dude, I would even say this: the set in Hereditary isn't that interesting i mean it's it's a that's the thing it's a normal world i mean yes it's it feels that's lived fair, in it feels fair. real but dude like this with all of the symbols and the rituals and the colors and the Man. i mean dude it's and you mix that with the music and this amazing writing and, and on every and the acting I, on every technical level it's great it's just the story felt more I don't want to say traditional because it gets really wacky, but it feels more like a traditional horror movie. And what I enjoyed about Hereditary, Hereditary does? No, I, I don't. Would, I would argue it's more generic than this. It's, I would, I would disagree. It gets pretty much. I would disagree because when I watch Hereditary for the first time, and you have to try to go back to that first time, you finish that movie and you don't really know what happened. Like you finish, you finish hereditary and it's like, there's so many unanswered questions and there's so many of like hereditary has that rewatchability where it's like, if you go back the second time you watch hereditary, it's way better because the story makes more sense on every level. Cause at the base of it, hereditary is a film about a normal family going through issues and you drop a pagan ritual into it. Mm -hmm. Whereas this movie is kind of the inverse where you're taking this normal people and you're putting them into a pagan environment i mean and it's so, the inverse that's, of, of predatory in so many ways it's so yeah. it's so interesting yeah. i wonder like how much that is purposeful yeah yeah even i was thinking even in terms of like the lighting of it like it's so bright and colorful whereas hereditary you've got all these grays and browns and it's dark and i, I really in a way it. This, is, this is gonna sound really uh not pretentious no, i won't be pretentious but it's really interesting i'm just thinking about like more ways that they're they're like that I mean, the relationship, like the, 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 the whole like theme of hereditary, I feel like is strong relationships that are eventually broken apart. And this is like, I guess this is kind of the same way. It's kind of the same. I guess, I guess it's just kind of what he does. I was going to say that they're I almost would, opposite. And like, I, I, I will watch every single thing he puts out, you know, like no doubt about it. I mean, he, you have seen strange things about the Johnsons, you said, right? I've seen parts of it. I'm going to rewatch it for the upcoming podcast. <laughs> okay. Have fun with that. I think yeah. it's, that's that might be as crazy as movie honestly yeah i I love it i love i love all his stuff he's great all right absolutely um, it's gonna be pretty interesting comparing the midsummer and hereditary yeah i'm really i'm really excited for it um what's next um sorry i was trying to find where a specific movie was on here for some reason they don't have the lighthouse on this list so I don't know if you want to talk oh. about that now or if yeah, you that's wanna... fine. Um, lighthouse. Was I, good. I don't think I ever talked to you about the lighthouse. I remember you going to see it, and I didn't see it until a couple months later. Lighthouse I never was good. I um, I liked it a lot. Yeah, I thought it was really good. I liked it a lot. Um, it's it's one of those movies where it's like you're basically just watching two guys out act each other. You know? Yeah, it's like the master. Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say. Um, you know, yeah. Okay. Go on. Go on. It. I think the format of it served it really well. I think the setting and world building is top notch. I think they got snubbed by neither of them getting an Oscar nod. I mean, the oh, film didn't. Did, I haven't even looked at the nominations. The, for the, the film didn't get nominated for anything. Yeah, um, I mean, not even a screenplay whatever. nod. Um, I mean, Willem Dafoe, man. I mean, and 
Robert Pattinson. But can we talk uh, about his lobster though? What? Oh, like, I know you love me lobster. It's the best scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, this, and the <laughs> so scene where uh, the scene where Pattinson just obliterates that pigeon, that seagull. Uh huh. Um, that was I, my, the most amazing. standout, like scary moment for me was when he when he sees the body for the first time. Because I, if I remember correctly, there's no music. There's no like reaction. Yeah, it just like cuts the face, yeah. and, like the close up of the face, and you just hear like the the same ambiance has been playing. I don't know. For me, that's like a really standout scene, and then I just I'm like, that's Robert Eggers is is, is a good director. I mean, yeah. I love The Witch. I forget how you feel about The Witch, but The Witch was good. Um, I forgot that it was them. Yeah. Um, The Witch was good. I think this. I think I like this a little bit better than The Witch. Um, yeah, I I, th- I think The Witch is a lot better, but this is this is. Diff- I feel like they're very different. I was also yeah. at a really interesting point. In my life when i watched this because we we i my last semester I took a class where we spent about three months analyzing and writing about moby dick so i was very um into the the sea yeah at that time and i was yeah. very deep into it that's this, this perfect fit, this uh, this is a very very nice companion piece to moby dick there it deals with some very similar themes in a very different way okay. and i'm into it i'm into it i'm into stuff like this yeah psychological people going crazy i'm 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 down for it yeah it was fine um i gave it a soft date i wanted to like it a little bit honestly dude there were definitely moments where um it was hard to tell what they were saying like there were definitely yeah. moments where i was like watching this with subtitles would be better i mean the witch I, you have to watch the subtitles pretty much um yeah and i did so there you yeah. go um i, I actually think I I mean, let's let's just bleed on over. I watch. I did a but- double feature for this film. I watched. Oh, that's um, right. You saw Parasite too, right? I saw Parasite in this film in the same day, and I like Parasite okay. more. Um, yeah, I like Parasite more as well. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. I, I have to rewatch. I, I've seen Parasite twice now, so I have a pretty good opinion of that. But I didn't. I, just, I didn't love Parasite quite as much as everyone else did. But I. Yeah, the f- I liked it more than The Lighthouse personally. Okay, I mean, yeah, I. I the first time I saw, it, I liked it. A lot. I thought it was going to be my favorite movie of the year for sure. And I rewatched it again recently, about a week ago. And um, I don't know. It didn't have the same. It didn't have the same punch. I mean, yeah. obviously, I knew all the twists and everything, but it yeah. just didn't really hold up that well. I'm like, dang, this is this is good, but yeah. I didn't, I didn't think it was like amazing. So I've actually bumped it down from a nine to an eight. I I, I, I think yeah. an eight is fair. I think the an eight first, is very fair. Everything up until I'd say. When they escape the house, like after the family comes home and they're mm-hmm. like hiding, mm-hmm. I'd say it goes downhill from there. But everything, everything okay. before that, I think is like outstanding. It, dude, yeah, and the comedy is so on par. Um, yeah, there's, there's, there's it's some good so stuff. funny, and it, it's, it's a unique story. The acting is good around. It, it's got some f- fun satirical moments. Um. I liked it a the, lot. I, I, the, it was, first big, I, the first reveal is I remember when I was watching. I'm like, what the fuck? The, yeah. just, the two the two things that really caught me by by surprise were when you first like realize what's going on, like with the family integrating themselves, yeah, and like kind of like the montage. Thing, and you're like, yeah, okay, yeah, the perfect montage. Nerdwriter has then, a great video on that montage. Oh, really? Yeah, he calls it the perfect montage. It's a very interesting video. Yeah, it's. I mean, it is. It's. It's. It's very, very, very well done. I love that scene and the other scene when you first see when the person, the original housekeeper's husband is who is hiding, 
comes out like for mm-hmm. the first time yeah. and he, like that movie was, was just like yeah. bruh but i don't know dude the director um same guy that did snowpiercer right um i mean he has a knack for doing just these out of left field weird funny disturbing screenplays where you're just i mean like, i've seen what are what what are some have you seen the host? He did the host too, right? No, I haven't I seen believe. it. I haven't seen it. He did he do that though? No idea. Um, no, I have to look. The host yeah, he did. director. The host, yeah. Interesting. Watch the host. Watch Memories of Murder too, if you haven't seen that. Memories of Murder is great. I forgot that he did that too. I've heard that the host is good. The host is really good, and Memories of, host. The host holds up surprisingly well. I've just watched that a few months ago. And I thought it was going to be kind of dated because it's like early 2000s horror. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. But the CGI is decent. Yeah. And it's uh, the rest of it holds up well. I'll definitely so. check it out. I'll definitely check it out. But um, yeah, I, I like Parasite a lot. Um, It was funny that they name dropped ISU. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was sitting in the theater. I was like, dude, what? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> what the heck? Um, that was really funny of all places, right? Yeah. <laughs> Unreal. Um, I would definitely go see Parasite. I, I think it was overhyped a little bit. Like, everyone's giving it nines and tens and saying, like, I think it's a solid eight out of ten film. Um, yeah. I think it's fair right there. And I would definitely rewatch it. But. Man, yeah, I don't know. So, there was definitely something special about it for sure. Yeah, I think that's fair. I yeah, I think it's I think it's definitely cool. I don't know. It's a lot. I'm sure it's a lot of people's first exposure to him as a director, so that could also yeah. be paying playing yeah. a little bit into it. And I also feel like it kind of um, broke this the the mold a little bit in terms of foreign films. Like I feel like more more normies saw this film or wanted to see it than most other foreign films like <laughs> i mean, you know I, I, mean? Don't, I think that was more marketing than anything i mean maybe, I, there was, yeah. I, this movie was advertised everywhere for some reason sure. i don't understand why i i, I, I guess know. that's fair yeah but still man i mean there have been plenty i of... think i mean if you look at it korean culture as a whole has been like pretty idolized for the last few years now in like pop okay. culture with, like yeah. i mean obviously k-pop and stuff that's but, fair it's it's a I mean it's just like a growing thing. I mean we'll see what happens with it. I I would love to see more stuff like it. I love Bong Joon Ho. I think he's a great director. And mm-hmm. I mean yeah, I'm sure we'll see. I wanted to see him do another English film because I think Snowpiercer is still his best. I love that movie. So I I really like to see him do another Snowpiercer. Another is so close to a nine. No, I didn't either. But I would love to see him do another. I I want to see him do like an English horror movie. I want to see how that would because he's done he's done Korean horror movies, but. Yeah, I don't Never know. English. He's good at like uh he's good at like showing a culture in like a satirical but authentic way. Is what yeah, like. he he yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's fair. Um I saw Ford v Ferrari. It was good. I mean, I did not see that. Uh, worth watching, you know, just cuz the cast is great and um it's a true story. It's very colorful. Um you kind of know what you're getting. I mean, it's a well-made film. You know, it's like a soft eight out of ten, maybe, um, maybe a seven. Not incredible, okay. but the cast, like I said, is really great. You got Christian Bale. I mean, it's it's good. Nothing crazy special, but um, it chapter two, it's huge letdown. 
Uh, um, yeah. Huge <laughs> letdown. <laughs> they'd be I, gay when they fucking murder him for being gay. I'm just like, Jesus well, Christ, that's, what is this? To be fair, was, to be fair <laughs> that's, that's also the very beginning of the book. Okay, that's fair. That makes more sense. I was, it was so out of left field. Like, damn, they're really about to kill this dude, guy for being gay. Dude, what was weird about it, chapter two, was it feel like it felt like they, it felt like it was just the whole book. Mm-hmm. Like it felt like they were just trying to remake the uh, the old miniseries that no one liked. Like it almost felt like the first movie just didn't matter. Like. Like right. if, if they inserted a couple more flashback sequences into this film, like they didn't it's, need to make the first one at all. It felt exactly like it was so weird the way how the the way they structured it. It's I, I understand that it's just impossible. It's got to be impossible to make this into a movie because the way the book so is long. structured, it's so long. The way the book is structured, and I loved it, was it's constantly flipping back and forth between both stories simultaneously, them as kids and them as adults. But for a studio to sit down and be like, okay, we need to cast all of the adults and all of the kids at the same time, film all of it at the same time. And just bank on the fact that it's going to be a box office success. Like, that's got to be a lot harder of a sell than just being like, let's make Stranger Things, but it's it. You know, yeah. Like I, I can only imagine. Like, dude, this would have been so amazing if they're from the first movie. There, if they did that, and they just made two movies like that, and it was just constantly flipping back and forth. And then about halfway through, because the way the book ends, it's like they fight the clown as the kids and as adults, and then it ends. Like both stories are are cohesive like that. Whereas okay. this is just like it's dude everything about it chapter two in my opinion is like mostly average but then the fact that they butcher the story puts it below that for me Mm. yeah i mean i don't have the same connection to the book as you do but i meh what did you get um a four out of ten that's what i gave it i think that's fair i yeah the first one was much more charming. I'm I'm very interested in seeing. Apparently, the director is going to do a cut of both of them combined. Yeah, I heard and that. One and thing. I think, and I think that would be better. Yeah, I do. And too. I'm interested to see what happens with that. Yeah, but I just. This, I think eh. that would be better. I think it um it was weird. Like they relied on Bill Hader's comedy way too much. Um, yeah, it, it's just. It, it really is just a shame because it is such a heartwarming story and the book really really focuses on this idea of fate and and that like some otherworldly god brought them all together and that that god makes multiple appearances in the book and like the fact that it was like there is some otherworldly thing to counter this otherworldly alien and in this it just felt like a rag ragtag team of guys you know like it didn't there's no mystery there's no fear um pennywise is barely in the movie even though he's amazing in it like i really think that um scars playing pennywise is like the highlight of these films like just mm-hmm. the, just the scenes where they're having a conversation with pennywise are like the highlights for me um, but yeah. he's barely in it that scene where he's his actual self and he's like putting on the makeup and stuff. That's probably the most standout scene from it from chapter two. Yeah, it's just like that is they chapter don't two, care. Right? Yeah, it is. Okay. 
Um, but then they they make the like the pretense to the fights are also different. Like the in in both of the movies, the main characters are very very reluctant to go fight Pennywise. Uh, whereas in the book, like they're dead set on it. Like they know they have to do it and like they come together as a team and like, yes, they're scared, but there's not really like a reluctancy there. Again, it's just like this theme of fate that isn't woven through the movies at all. And it just makes it feel so much more disappointing. Yeah, that's yeah. (laughs) Don't have much more to say. I wish I, I wish I read the book, but you know, I have, I have better things to do. The only thing that I, the only thing I like more in the movie that they adapted that they changed up where is um, in the book, Henry never dies. Um, you know, like, but in the movie, the first movie, Henry gets murdered and then he gets brought back to life by Pennywise. I think that's actually cooler. So whatever mm. they, credit where credit is too. Yeah. That's um, I saw crawl. I never saw crawl. Was that the raft movie or whatever? <laughs> no, it's the one where the alligators invade the guy's base. Yeah. 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 I never saw it. Um, Was yeah, it good? I, don't, I, I don't, don't have much to say about it. I I, <laughs> I watched it because people were saying really good things about it. This movie yeah. was getting such good reviews. I don't yeah. know if you remember. I remember people liked it. Man, I got I had I heard such good things about how about how good the visual effects are. Yeah. Right, it's just an alligator running. Around, it's just an alligator running around trying to kill people. It's yeah, not even good schlock. It's not even schlock because it tries to be good. Uh, but it's not good. That's the problem. You gotta embrace being a movie about an alligator attacking people and make it about an alligator attacking people, not fucking trying to make it a serious drama with <laughs> alligators attacking people. It just doesn't work. So yeah, yeah. The, I gave it the same rating as it too. Actually, I think they're about mm, equal. So yeah, that like four out of ten range is just like kind of barely worth seeing. I would put it below worth seeing. I don't don't watch Crawl. <laughs> That's a no from you. Yeah. Um. Once upon a time in Hollywood, you finally saw it. Oh yeah, I just watched that last week. I mean, what um, did you think, Tarantino? Huh? Yeah, bro, I love Feet. Don't you? Dude, this movie. I was... love Feet. The movie. That's literally this movie. He was, it just seemed like he's he making worst fun offender. of himself the entire time, and I'm just like. Are you making fun of yourself, like on purpose, or are you just that? No, no that's that just him. deluded in your old age that you don't see yourself doing. That's just all I was thinking the whole time. Um, I like this movie. I think it is. I like it. I did like it. I think it's. I think it's like. I think it's like a soft eight out of ten. I mm. think that the. I feel like you would like it even more because it feels like a film that again relies so heavily on atmosphere. You know, this the plot is so disjointed. So it just feels so. I don't even know how to describe it. Like it just feels like it's indulgent and disjointed at the same time. Yeah. That's Where fair, but it just doesn't feel different ever. Like this movie just yeah. feels so generic. Yeah, it doesn't That's have it doesn't have that. Problem. It's honestly, even from a cinematography and direction standpoint, it's very different from most of what Tarantino has done. It, it yeah, feels it doesn't feel like a movie he would do. It's at just, all. Look at look at Kill Bill. That's a movie with style yeah. and atmosphere. Look yeah. at Django Unchained. That's a movie with style and atmosphere. This is just like generic whatever. I mean, there are yeah. definitely some cool things. 
I really like the scenes with Leonardo DiCaprio in old movies. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. I thought that was yeah. super cool. And I just, the fact that they like were able to do that, I thought it was really awesome. I think this um, was Tarantino. Was cool it felt like he was really trying to like put t- his own love for like old cinema um, and old Westerns down on paper. Um, I definitely think that this movie was one that like, like I was really happy that I saw this in theaters because there's a lot of moments where like, you can just tell that Tarantino loves movies and films so much that it almost comes across when you're sitting, like when you're sitting in the theater watching Margot Robbie, watch Sharon Tate, like there's something there where it's like, you can tell that there's this like love and camaraderie for what's, what's happening. And you can tell that he built these large elaborate sets and you know, it's really just a bunch of like short stories that take place in this really well, well built environment, but still the story is so disjointed and generic that it doesn't, it doesn't feel like a Tarantino film. And there's really no reason that it, that it had to be three hours long. Yeah. And the other thing about the plot is it doesn't feel like anything prior to like the last act matters. Yeah, no, like nothing, all. nothing really. Like the happens. last act feels super like standalone. Yeah, it's just like it's just day in the life with an interesting yeah. ending. That's all. It I is. guess. I mean, I guess, which is fine. Like, I like stuff like that, but yeah. I don't know. It's just, I don't know what it is. It just didn't feel unique. It didn't feel like a. It didn't feel like an experience. Like I don't know. Like a continuing, you like go for an experience. Like, yes. Yeah. No, this is very uh, laid back, disjointed. It's. This is it's a movie much I can more see casual. Really growing to like over time, dude. I said the same thing, dude. Literally, in my original letterbox review, I said I think this is a film that's gonna age really well. I don't know what it is, but I just feel like I can, I can. I feel like I will be nostalgic about this movie for some reason. I don't know why I have that feeling. It, that's, that's what I'm saying. There's some. There is something there underneath it all. There is something that Tarantino was able to put there. That's like. There's enough there's enough passion somewhere in there that you can tell there's like real nostalgia and talent and there's something about it that puts it above like a Ford V Ferrari generic whatever film. Sure. But at the same time it is so different than most of what Tarantino has done. Like I I'll take this over Hateful Eight where it's like Tarantino right. trying way too hard. Um but yeah, I did it. It feels like, like it kind of phoned in. Yeah, oh, just a little bit. Just a little. I mean, I don't know what it is. I, you know, when you when it's got announced and it was Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt and uh, Margot Robbie and it's '70s Hollywood and 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 uh, Manson, Manson is gonna be in it. And you know, when this came out, I was like, dude, this is gonna be like better than Django. This is gonna be better I than Kill it was Bill. About you Manson's. know, oh, um, it would have been so. I was like, I was like, how is how is he gonna talk about this super sensitive topic? And it's, but in reality, it's just like, it's a worthy entry into his saga, but it doesn't come close to touching Kill Bill or Django Unchained. You know, it's mm. it's um, it's something I will definitely go back and rewatch, and I definitely still like it a lot. But yeah, I don't know. I I was expecting more. I think. Yeah, I would say 
And I loved Brad Pitt. Oh, I great. Just say. I absolutely loved yeah, him. Yeah, he's great. Oh, he's going to be he's going to be in so many more good movies. Yeah. I just the way he like his age right now, I feel like is so good for movies. Like his the roles he plays right now are just like that grizzled kind of old guy. Yeah. Some good stuff. He's great. Yeah. I, I I liked him even more than Leo in this. So. Yeah, I agree. I'm not the biggest fan of Leo. I mean, like, like I mean, I think right. by design, the story is meant to, you know, Brad Pitt is supposed to outshine Leo. That's kind of the whole point. Yeah, but, right, right, right. Um, and I'm sure there's some messages in there about how the industry is changing and evolving and blah blah blah. But whatever. I like Brad Pitt a Who lot. Cares? I'm really glad he got nominated for supporting actor for this. Oh, he did. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um. I never saw Hustlers. I saw. I I heard it was decent. I heard it was above Hustlers. average. Yeah, it's got J Lo. The girls that yeah. um, based uh, on a true story. Thing to get money, right? What What do they do? I, I forget it. They, I, what was that? I think they work at a strip club, and what they would do is they would um, convince rich rich businessmen that they were going to prostitute themselves to them, and then they would just drug them so they passed out, take their money, and then leave. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And that's the I thought it was more innocent than that. And that no, no, that's the film, and it's a real story. And so wow. it's literally just these like hot but it's women. It's a comedy, right? I it's a I guess it's like I think it's like a comedy thriller. Um, okay. And it, it's a true story, and I don't think they hurt any of these guys. But yeah, and and basically the idea is that these guys are so ashamed of the fact that they're sleeping with prostitutes that right, they never yeah. press charges or do anything about it. So that's the story: is that they just they just knock these guys out, take their money, and they and can and convince them. <laughs> okay. that they, but and and then the craziest part is a lot of these guys ended up coming back for more. Damn. Like a lot of these guys continued to come back to these women. Um, so it's like this really interesting story. I heard it was decent. Um, everyone's like, J-Lo's so hot. She's so old. Whatever. I, I mean, I don't care. But I heard that this was above average. Whether or not that's true, I don't know. But maybe worth a watch. Okay. Just to just to know the story alone is probably worth a watch. Mm-hmm. Never saw Ad Astra. Speaking of Brad Pitt, I heard Man, it was like. I, I, heard I watched like, the first half hour and couldn't get into it. Another one of those. It yeah. was really slow. I heard it was like a good. I heard the sci-fi stuff was interesting, but then they shoved this like poorly written father-son plotline into it. That's that's what I hear. I hear there's some cool monster stuff once they get into the space stuff. I think there's like a dune buggy action sequence on the moon or something. Um, I don't know. I heard it was like a decent sci-fi, but they shoved this like really poorly written drama into it. So okay. Ready or not, which I'm surprised you did not see. I really wanted to. I genuinely wanted to see Ready or Not, and I just never got around to it. Yeah, um, super, super cool, really unique idea, and executed pretty well. Not scary, but I don't think it's really trying to be scary. Comedy very, thriller. Yeah, comedy thriller. I think is a good, a good. It's very gory. Okay, it's very, I it's, I saw that. the trailer for it, and I was actually. I was genuinely interested. I, from the very first trailer, I was like, I think that's actually going to be decent. Yeah, no, definitely watch it. If nothing else, for the last like 15 minutes, of the, not even like the last like five minutes of the movie, because the end is just on. Un- I hope you haven't had it spoiled or like, you know, no, what I'm talking no, I about. don't know anything. It's unreal. <laughs> it's phenomenal. You have to watch it just for that ending. Honestly, okay. the script is the only thing I had really had a problem with. It's just the writing is really bad. 
<laughs> some okay. of them, some of the dialogue is just like, what is going on? But I, I don't know. Okay. It's it's kind of part of the charm. It's kind of trying to be campy, I guess. I okay. can't, but it's hard to tell like when if it's trying to be campy or not, or if it, if it's trying to be campy or if it's just bad. That's just <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't really tell. Okay. So. Yeah, kind of a cop out. Yeah, I'll bump that um, up in the watch list for sure. Yeah, definitely watch. I'm I'm super glad I watched that. Let's okay. see anything else you missed in here we didn't talk about. Um, oh, you skipped Peanut Butter Falcon. I'm sure you still have it on. Oh there, my I, gosh, dude, I loved that, that movie. I loved Peanut yeah. Butter Falcon. I'm so glad you brought that up, dude. I went into this movie kind of assuming that it was going to be a generic, underwritten take on on mental disability i this movie had every it had no right to be as good as it was i totally thought it was going to be full of cliche and terrible writing interesting you didn't think it was gonna be good i went into it thinking it was gonna be good so i went into a completely different i mean you know here's the thing i went i went into it knowing that it was getting good reviews that it was supposed to be good but i also went into it knowing that movies with sensitive political topics are are inflated typically in terms of how good the film actually is so i was kind of expecting it to be not quite as good as critics were saying it was and i ended up thinking the opposite i thought it was even better like i beyond the fact that they handled the subject matter really well and with a lot of grace i think Shia LaBeouf is amazing in it it has so much comedy and heart and the setting is so like unique, like the the whole like um, riverboat stuff and this weird like ghetto southern atmosphere. Um, it was just a really interesting combination of elements. Yeah, I I didn't like it as much as you did as much as you did. I definitely liked it. I thought it was really good, but I don't I don't I didn't have that same connection I guess that you did with yeah. it. Um, I I still did enjoy it, and I think Shia LaBeouf definitely was like the standout. Such a standout, man. I mean. And- and to say and like dude he's he's been on like i don't know if you follow him but like he's kind of had like a really rough couple years like he Mm. slipped into like addiction and he was in like a psychiatric ward for a long time and he's this is his comeback and so he made this and he made honey boy yeah Um, honey boy i definitely want i haven't seen it yet i I haven't seen it either i wish i could watch it i don't think there's any way currently to watch correct yeah and and man i just like something about it like it his performance felt really genuine and there were only a couple scenes in this that i felt were like didn't land super well for me but i thought it was just a really well done version of this like you know disgruntled guy has to escort this you know it's like the children of men scenario almost and um Mm. i don't know i you know the ending was very like I guess the ending was cliche, but by the time it rolled around, I was I was almost kind of happy that it ended the way it did. I mean, I, did I'm you the... ever see the movie with Mark Hamill? God, I cannot remember the name. And Kyle from SNL. No. What is the name? It reminds me of this movie so with much. With the with the with the teddy bear. Yes. Yes. Uh, Brimsby Bear. Brimsby Bear. No, I never saw that. Brimsby Bear. Brimsby Bear. Very, very reminiscent of this movie. I think you would like it a lot. Just hearing you talk about this movie. Okay. Is it like, does it deal with mental illness? Yes. I don't want to say anymore. I don't want to say anymore. Okay. But it does. Yes. Brigsby boy. I I, I remember the film, um, but I never saw, I didn't know Mark Hamill was in it. Yeah. Brigsby bear. 
Interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll throw this on the watch list right now. Yeah, no, you should. I, I love this movie. Okay. And top 10 for 2017 for me. I, I don't know. When I lowered it to a 7, I definitely had an 8 for a while. I think it, phenomenal. Phenomenal. Definitely. Definitely. I'll watch it. I, you know, I would love to rewatch Peanut Butter Falcon as well. I think it's mostly an 8 out of 10, but I bumped it to the 9 just because I kept thinking about it. And there were a couple of scenes that just really stood out to me. The whole scene on the raft where they're talking about, like, how she's treating him and she's trying to be good about it. It's just, like, there are definitely some – and I think – because I had recently taken a disability course at my university, like there are certain parts of this topic that I had been thinking about. Okay. And, um, I just, like I said, I just think, I think that it should be noted that it handled the subject matter better than, than I thought it would. I thought it was going to be this okay. generic cliche story, um, about an unlikely friendship. And in some ways it is, but there's also so much different about it that it makes it more than that. Like it makes it a movie where it's like, even when you t- kind of take the disability aspect out of it, there's still like a film there that's, that's well-written. So I think that's why I enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, People are talking. I, Gemini Man, I'm just glad that it lost money. <laughs> I never, bruh. I never Gemini saw. Gemini Man be like, bruh, what were they thinking? <laughs> Dude, it's the the guy that wrote it. Um, was one of the writers on Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, one of keywords. One of. Dude, well, it's two. He <laughs> wasn't George R. R. Martin. Well, that's what I mean. It was the two, one of the two showrunners. Yeah um yeah dude i don't know man I, will smith just sucks huh yeah he's just i mean dude will smith if you're <laughs> listening huge meme at this point <laughs> i mean dude he's just did you watch the trailer for bad boys man i mean <laughs> i i watched that video that red letter media did of Dude, of rich reacting to all the trailers dude have you seen that or no, no i know i haven't and that's dude. one of them that's the only way I, that's the only one i've seen dude there's <laughs> dude, dude there's a moment in the trailer that straight up looks like it was filmed with an iphone there's dude there's dude there's a but moment I probably was. dude there's a moment where they're on the roof and they look at each other and he goes one last time one last time yeah, and it's yeah, dude dude it's dude it's dude go rewatch it it straight up looks like they were like we forgot to film this scene we need to whip out someone's phone and film this right now dude it's so will smith man i mean i don't know dude Wait, is it trailer one or two? Do you it's know? The, it's the first trailer. It's oh god, dude! It's I've never dude, seen oh, that. Oh, there it is! It's in the beginning, dude. I have a little preview that they put for the Facebook people, dude. You know what I'm re- talking about? Yeah, I remember seeing that in theaters and just groaning so hard, dude. It was so sad because that trailer played in a theater full of normies and no one laughed at any of the jokes in the trailer. Like, <laughs> it's every movie trailer ever. Like, dude, when a trailer plays and they say a joke and then this theater, when you can feel other people around you not <laughs> laughing, it's so oh, no. much worse, dude. It's amplified so much harder than if you're just watching by yourself uh, and it doesn't so land. Sad. One last time. One last time. That's hilarious. Dude, I love like, that. it's unbelievable. So, <laughs> we gotta, maybe we I gotta should watch it, about, dude. 
Yeah, Bad Boys or Gemini Man? What's the difference? Yeah, honestly. Pretty much, pretty much the same thing. You follow up one up with chips afterwards, too. <laughs> oh, <real> perfect. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's, I, let's talk about Joker while we're on the subject of me. Oh my god, dude. Dude, so many movies came out. I forgot about Joker already. Man, <laughs> I'll blame you. Uh, oh, Joker was... <laughs> I wasn't a big fan. Dude, okay, let's be real. You came out of Joker thinking it was fine, and I did too. I don't know what's up I with mean, this. It like, is fine. dude, there. But there are these people that like are now making the rounds of like Joker was a trash movie. Nah. I I don't think it's trash, dude. I think it's, it's just trash. fine. You know, trash. it's like a seven or an eight out of ten. Yeah, it's I, carried I, entirely yeah. by Joaquin Phoenix yep. and it, some pretty good cinematography, I'd say. Like, I'd say all of the stuff, um, all of the stuff surrounding the talk show is actually pretty well shot. Um, uh, yeah. Speaking of the talk show, though, I just want to say for anybody, <laughs> for anybody who actually, for anybody who actually didn't on, see it, it coming, that he was going to get shot in the head at the end when it was the most blatant thing that was going to happen. And he could say like, oh my God, it was so surprising. I can't believe that happened. Oh no, dude. Everyone, everyone knew it was coming. It was well, dude, that's blatantly a... obvious shit ever. No, dude, people. It's not clever. No, I just, I don't. No, dude, I don't think it was supposed to be clever. I think those are just people that are stupid. Yeah, that's also a possibility. Dude, that's 100% it. Because th- what, <laughs> dude, dude, what, dude, what made it good was that you knew some cra- something crazy was going to go down. You knew that, and as it as it progressed, you knew more and more that he was gonna kill the host. I mean, that was very. I mean, dude, you knew he wasn't gonna kill himself. You know, I mean, it was very obvious. I, anyone that thought otherwise is just empty in the head. So. Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand why everyone loved this movie so much. We get it's it. It's because the writing... But that's the thing, cool. dude. Is the writing is really, really weak. The more you look yeah. into it, it's like... Um, and I think the fact that it has such weak writing, but it's dealing with such a sensitive topic. Like, that's what, like if this film um, had a worse actor for Joaquin Phoenix, it would be uh, kind of what I was alluding to when talking about Peanut Butter Falcon of like... Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a serious topic with like an okay premise and it's just like, oh, like executed, just meh, you know? Um, yeah, exactly. This movie was very much, it was almost in that wheelhouse, but then Joaquin just elevated it enough for people to look past that, I think. And I think like the normal general audience doesn't really care about writing. They care about what they see the main character do. And so... This this movie's definitely overhyped. It has way too many Oscar noms. Um, How did it get a lot of Oscar nominations? It got a lot, dude. It got like everything. I think it got, no, that, dude, it, dude, it, no. dude, it got a nomination for best director. <laughs> it got best director, best actor. What? I know. I'm I, sorry. I th- I'm I, sorry. I just remember. Do you remember what the? <laughs> tagline of this on letterbox was we live in a society the actual tagline of it you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah i know it, do you remember when that was a thing yes, i just was remembering yes that. dude I'm i remember just... the lead up for this film was unreal if joker wasn't such a fucking meme then maybe this <laughs> but honestly i can't I, the me- just... I i was able to separate the meme while watching i can't i just can't maybe because i saw it earlier as well so that joaquin phoenix memes hadn't fully hit force yet <laughs> That's true. That's true. You know what I mean? I saw it like right when it was coming out. So I yeah. missed some of that, but um, 
classic. Dude, it, dude, it, I'm pretty sure it even got nominated for best soundtrack. So there was a soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, it was I pretty guess, good. I, guess, I think I think I can remember a little bit. There's some like it's just some like light piano music, right? I, I, dude, it, like, I, it was it was competently made. It, dude, do you yeah, okay? Do you know who directed fun. it? No. Todd Phillips. Do you know what else he's directed? I'm looking right now. He's directed The Hangover. The Hangover, bro. That's it? I think so. Oh, he directed Road Trip. I love that movie. Well, there you go, man. He's Wait, I gave him a three out of ten? From the from the creators of Hangover. <laughs> he doesn't say that? Murray. Oh no. Anyway, let's let's move on. I think that's enough Joker talk. I think that's enough. Yeah, it was fine. Um, do you want to talk <laughs> about playing with fire with John Cena or? Wow. Should we move past that one? Um, I don't even want to ask or, that. Or do you Honestly, wanna... there's only a few more movies that I've seen. All right. What about Last Christmas, Amelia Clark's big debut following Game of Thrones? Last Christmas? Yeah, dude. It's her being a quirky woman looking for a man, but she's quirky. And it's oh. Christmas time. And, oh, uh, it looked... oh and then she gives him her heart and the next day he tears it apart, right? That's how it goes? <laughs> yeah, something like Last that. Dude, yeah, it looks, okay. dude, it looks so garbage. I, I, yeah. Okay. I remember sitting in theaters and being like, wow, you're going from Game oh, of Thrones to this. Oh, that was an this. actual movie that came. I thought it was one of those Disney Plus movies. No, no, it's a real movie. a bunch movie. of like, Christmas movies. No, no, no. Uh, it's a real that movie. That was Noel, right? That's the name of the one on Disney Plus? Dude, I don't know, man. I, it's just like... I'm... <sighs> <laughs> maybe she's just maybe she's not a great actor i don't know maybe she yeah. is and she just doesn't know how to pick a project i don't know man i think it's really sad to see her go from game of thrones to the last christmas but <laughs> i guess she, hey, i guess she, like i guess she really needed a paycheck like uh, why you know what i mean yeah or I, she or knows? she just doesn't care about her track record like she'll just fluff it with whatever like for i mean she probably showed up on set like five days and it was like way easier than game of thrones and she was like whatever mm. i'll take the cut sure whatever. unreal so, um zombie two. Oh, okay um i didn't see it <laughs> I heard it was the exact same thing as the first one. Though. Yeah, me neither, dude. The first one has Peter not aged well. Uh, I haven't seen the first one. I remember seeing the original in theaters with my dad. That's all I remember. Yeah, and it's. I, it's was, I remember thinking it was hilarious. Yeah, but I was like twelve. Yeah, it's really, really good when you're that age, and then when you rewatch it, it's like the comedy does not hold up. Yeah, sure. Um. So I never um, saw. Should we talk about Uncut Gems? Oh my gosh, dude! So many movies. Yeah, dude. Uncut Gems was good but we haven't really talked about it yeah we haven't um i, I really liked like the the supernatural um aspect of it more than anything like just that the crystal like the fact that this crystal ha- could have like these magical powers i guess like that aspect of it what do you mean i that that was such an i mean that wasn't a huge part of it was it i mean it's the whole thing that's why everyone wants it so bad it's really just one dude that wants it <laughs> I mean, they both want it. It's Kevin Garnett and Adam Sandler's character. You know what I mean? That's kind of my whole thing with the movie was like the struggle to like, because he wants it back. And wait, am I totally misinterpreting this movie? Yeah, dude, I didn't pick up on any of that. Wow. Wait. Okay. So, what do you mean you didn't pick this? That's the whole plot. The whole he's plot. To get back. No, dude. The whole plot is that he's a gambling addict. I mean, I guess. I mean, that's the whole movie. I guess that's the point, but whatever <laughs> i mean like dude i i, I, I saw the whole i saw 
I saw the saw the whole Kevin Garnett thing. It's just like kind of something to move the plot along. Of like he wants this crystal. He's this active party in the situation. I, I ne- guess I never still, took it I mean, as I never took it as the crystal is legitimately like. I don't know. I guess that I, was I, the I thing could I see was what you're saying about more than anything. That one scene where he's like looking into it. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, like, there's I, some, there's you're some definitely... very interesting, like supernatural and like magical realism ask stuff going on in this movie. That's that an interesting. Yeah, I think that's interest, an interesting take. Uh, and like, there's all is the there weird. Is there a one shot where he like zooms in on a crystal and it turns into someone's throat? Or am I imagining that? Well, I know like the very intro to the film is like oh, they that. find the crystal and then there's the whole psychedelic sequence, right? Where they're going into the crystal and stuff. And, and... it's colon. Yeah, right. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was again in someone's throat. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Which that like, like that brings me to the next point of like dude the safety brothers are so good at like showing the dirty sides of humans and like yeah. the dirty side of heaven human behavior what? what's that have you seen heaven knows what no their, their first movie no oh man i, I you sh- that's that's the reason i was so hyped for good time originally it's yeah. if, if you're into like mental illness like stuff like that it's 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 just like the same style of stuff about like these drug drug addicts in new york okay just like day by day it's great okay i'll check i would say it's i would say it's better than uncut jobs um well i'll I'll say that i liked i i liked good time more than uncut yeah i Um, yeah good time is generational as they say i think good time is so phenomenal because of the fact that it feels like one long anxiety trip whereas this film this is very it's very similar it is similar no 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 it's similar but for sure but Not the same it's scale. still like it still gives you some time to breathe and yeah. um something about it something about the stakes felt off to me like you can tell the stakes are high but it doesn't yeah it doesn't really feel, feel like there are stakes right like you can tell that like he oh he owes money to these different people and stuff but until the very end of it like you you never really feel like there's much of a, there's many stakes yeah. you know what i mean it it doesn't feel that um that nothing like in good time, like you feel like his back is up against the wall the entire film. I mean, you know it what I literally mean? is. I mean, yeah, like straight. The end yeah, is him getting fucked. Right, like he's um, done. So and and so this film isn't that, and I think um it was missing a little bit of that. On the flip side of it, I thought Adam Sandler like was phenomenal in the role, and I never doubted him for a second. Um, and yeah, I think I, he's I, good. Yeah. I love the way that they end their films. Like I knew this film was going towards something depressing. So mm. like when he won the bet, I was really surprised because I knew that the, like, oh how and then immediately afterwards. Yeah. You know, so uh, and I was <laughs> I was watching it with my buddy Mike and his jaw literally dropped, but mine didn't I because kinda, I I kinda saw it. I didn't see exactly that coming. I knew something was I mean, coming. I thought he was gonna die. I didn't I didn't Yeah. I didn't think that was gonna happen. I'll say yeah. So, um, and there are there are some interesting uh, twists and turns throughout. Like when you find out the one guy is his family member, and like, um, you know, what I'm talking about. I think so. Well, because there's the whole scene where like he's dealing with those loan sharks, and they like strip him down naked and stuff him in the trunk of his car. Right. And then like 
15 minutes later, he's at a family dinner and that guy is sitting across from him and you're like, what's going oh, on? Yeah, 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 and you yeah, find I out that they're related. And it's like, they did do some interesting writing things there. Where sure, it's like, sure, sure. The film did this thing where it kind of dropped you into his life and then slowly revealed aspect after aspect. Like, oh, yeah. like, mm-hmm. like first he goes and sees this young girl, but then you find out that he's actually married. And it's like, they, yeah. do, they do reveal the script in a very competent way. So there's enough there to keep you engaged the whole time yeah definitely no i i thought it was awesome i definitely i went into it thinking it was probably my favorite film of the year yeah i think i was kind of naive for thinking that yeah but, i mean after good time come on i i wanted i wanted another good time you know dude i feel like that's kind of the and dude there's the one there's that one line near the end of the film where the guys are in the box and he, he turns to him and says are you having a good time and i was like dude, I didn't even realize you didn't it. realize that yeah dude, at the yeah. very end when those guys are sitting in the box or whatever and he's he's all hyped about the game or whatever and the one guy says are you having a good time um and i, awesome. I think that and that was the tagline for good time so um dude i was yeah. gonna say i feel like the theme for this year is uh like directors or sequels or films that like were really hyped up and were good but not quite as good as we wanted them to be there are a couple action movies i never cared about hobbs and shaw never saw there's a new terminator never saw and something else i can't think of oh that godzilla movie never saw any of those they looked all generic and whatever Um, there's only two more movies i think i have here that i haven't that we haven't talked about that i've seen I never saw the beautiful day in the neighborhood with Tom Hanks. Mm, yeah, no. heard it was okay. Um, I never saw Jojo Rabbit, which I wanted nope. to see. Um, Taika Waititi, I heard it was pretty yeah. good. Kind of mixed things. I didn't see either of the two big war movies that came out, Midway and 1917. Um, I did watch 1917. Do you want to talk about it? Any? I mean, um, yeah, I'll talk about it a little bit. I was I didn't go into it like expecting much just because honestly I didn't know this movie existed until like a month ago. <laughs> I don't know how. It kind of like just flew under the radar for me at least. I don't know if it was Did like it just come out in 1917? Yeah. But I I didn't realize it was like a thing, like going to be a thing yeah, that came you, out. Yeah, you didn't know it was coming out. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I I I thought it was it did some cool things, did some cool experimenting with like the obviously it's like supposed to be one one take. The whole thing. Yeah. Obviously it isn't. It's very obvious. There's very obvious points where it's switched over, which unlike other movies that do that. I don't know what I guess it's way harder to do on this scale with all the special effects and everything they have. Yeah. But um there's definitely some cool they try to make it they try to hide the cuts, obviously. So there's some cool things they do to hide the cuts. Right. And it's kind of cool to look at that stuff. Um and there's some really beautifully shot scenes. There's one scene at night where he's like where there's one scene where at night he's like hiding in this church esque building, I guess. Okay. And this fight starts happening in these, I, I don't know if you, you've probably seen the screenshots. I see them like all, all over their advertising, but like these blunt, like these lights and like flares are like going off. And he's like going through this like completely pitch black, like ruins of this like church. And there's like these flares, everything going off. It's just like the lighting and everything. It's just like, it looks really, really sick. It's like just okay. fully illuminated by, the, by those flares. So there's some really cool stuff. Definitely some cool moments. If you're into that kind of movie, I know you aren't, but if, yeah, if you're in that kind of movie, thing, it's yeah. definitely it's definitely worth watching. I thought it was decent. I thought it was better than Dunkirk, honestly. Okay. That that's but enough for me to probably go see it then. It's cool. I would have I wish I saw it on 70 millimeter, because it would have been fucking gorgeous. But yeah. you know. It's like twenty dollars to go do that. So I'm, Yeah. Um, you know, I'm going through some twenty nineteen stuff right now. There's a lot there's dude, I never saw the new Hellboy, heard it was trash. 
Never saw it. Um, Good Boys was decent. Never saw it. It, it, it was okay. Um, Escape Room, never saw that. I wanted to see it because I knew it wouldn't be that good, but it would right. be like, enjoyable. But I just right. never – maybe I'll watch it. I don't know. It's – it's. Yeah. <laughs> I know what I'm getting with that one. I never saw um... – I never saw the report with uh, Adam Driver. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Never saw that. Um, I never saw The Farewell, another supposedly great foreign film. Yeah. Wait, Farewell is not foreign, is it? I think it is. No, it's not positive. Um, I never saw El Camino, and I refuse to let you talk about it because I never finished Breaking Bad. Yeah, I, I can't. Um, can't I'll say that. I heard it say was anything good. about that. Um, yeah, it basically is just another episode. Um, not even. It's like it's like it's like a circle jerk, basically. I guess oh. for Breaking Bad fans, it's okay. just like everything everyone wanted to see. Okay. It's just like okay, cool. I guess like <laughs> okay. it was very unrewarding because it's just it was like everything. It was just like okay. you got to see every character's like arc like finished. I guess. All right. Might be interesting to watch. It's a cool supplement to the series, but it's definitely whatever. I would, I guess I have to consider it canon, but I try not to think of it as part okay. of Breaking Bad. Um, I saw scary stories to tell in the dark. I thought it started off really well and then falls downhill really hard. Yeah, well, then is it is it shot as an anthology or no? No. What? No, Why it's a, it's a co- it's a cohesive story and it's um. I don't know. Well, it's it's kind of an anthology. It's like it's almost like the Goosebumps movie, where it's like there's these, like there's like episodes or whatever. No, like what happens is like they they find this book and then like they read the story and then the story happens to someone they know. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah, so that's kind of how I, they do it. Okay. But like the beginning, like the the old. The first sequence where it's like this bully gets lost in a cornfield um, is actually like really great. And then the rest of the movie is just whatever. So, OK, um, I've, I've, I've wanted to watch it. I try to watch all horror movies, obviously, that come yeah. out. But it's just, disappointing. <laughs> I mean, Guillermo del Toro did a great job with all the monster designs, but it's just it's not a it's not a very good movie. And they set it up hard for a sequel. Hard. Hmm. Like it's really ambiguous. Like, like basically, some of the characters just disappear. Like some of the main characters, and they're like, "We're gonna go find them," and that's how the movie ends. Okay. So, really, really odd choice to make for a movie that clearly isn't very good. And I'd be, I mean, maybe they'll make, they'll probably make a sequel. I don't know. It's easy to pump those out, right? Yeah. I never saw too. Honey Boy. I heard it was good. Um, nope. I, I never saw Yesterday. I heard it was trash. Well, I heard yeah, it was fine. I've heard it was pretty bad. I've seen some stuff about it, but um, there was the new Men in Black International. Never saw that. Yeah, no thanks. Heard it was trash. too many sequels. It's, yeah, that makes you want to cry. Um, and I never saw Guns Akimbo with uh Daniel I've Radcliffe. I've never heard of that. I don't even know what that is. It's Daniel Radcliffe, and he's got guns nailed to his hands. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. There's uh, Alita <laughs> always... Battle Angel. Never saw that. Yeah, never saw that. Um, Long Shot with Seth Rogen, apparently pretty good. Never saw it. Um, Queen and Slim, never saw that. Um, Rocket Man, that was pretty good. That was like the um, follow-up to Bohemian Rhapsody, but it was actually a right. musical. Right. That was, it was pretty good. In some ways better than Yeah, in some ways it was, but I think uh, the music is... Uh, 
I like the music of Queen more, so that right. helped yeah. a little bit. But it was like a it was definitely a better story with better acting, but still wasn't written that great. And it's a musical, which is kind of hard for me. Like these really fantastical musical scenes, like that doesn't land for me most of the time. So sure. whatever. Except for La La Land, right? Except for La La Land, exactly. <laughs> straight up, dude. Straight up, that's the only one that's like an exception. Uh, it was really something for me. Uh, classic. Oh uh, yeah, there's only one more movie that I've seen that, that we haven't talked about. Are there many more for you? There's Little Women. Uh, You've seen Little Women? Yeah, I saw it. It was good. Oh, it's you. I haven't gotten to see it. It's um kind of generic. Um, none of the characters ever do anything. It's got Midsummer Girl in it, right? Yeah, it does. Um, I have enough to watch. And 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 Timothy Chalamet, which right. I really like. Yeah. Um, and wait, does that Al? Don't tell me that's Al Fanning too. It no, it's not. It's Emma Watson though. Okay. Um, it's it's good. None of the characters ever do anything wrong. Um, it's just like a wholesome story about like a family going through struggles. It starts off really slow and gets better as it goes. That's pretty much all I've got. Um, yeah, I definitely want to watch it. I just haven't have a chance. It's worth a watch. It's just not that great. Um, Marriage Story was awesome. One of my favorite of this entire mm-hmm. year. I did an entire episode about it. Definitely recommend seeing that. Um, Knives Out, I never got to see, but I really wanted to. Um, I almost saw it, but we got to the theater and there were no good seats. So, Yikes. Um, but that looked good. Um, the Irishman, did you ever see that? I saw the scene of him getting curb stomped or whatever, and it looked like people making fun. I'm like, Jesus, this movie looks awful. Oh no, dude, The Irishman was was really great. Oh okay. I mean, I liked it at least. I, I mean, it's long as hell, but um, it was a good movie. If you like Scorsese films, this is right honestly, up your alley. I'm not a huge fan of this type of movie. This movie is definitely so. better than. It's definitely better than The Departed. And whoa, that's controversial. I don't like The Departed. Really? Oh, that's like one of I'd say it's like a nine out of ten movie. I like oh. The Departed. Well, interesting. I'd say this movie is a healthy medium between The Departed and Goodfellas, where it's not overly comedic, um, but it's like it's it's got funny moments, like situational comedy in it, but it is more of like a historical. I don't know it. I think um, Goodfellas really falls apart at the end for me, whereas this film has an amazing ending and it's super ultra depressing at the end. Um, I, it was good. It's definitely worth watching. I think um, you, there's so many powerhouses in it acting. Right. Um, uh, maybe one day. Never saw Cats, but yeah, maybe I should. Um, I really want to get my hands on a copy of the pre uh, patch version. Yeah, of right. Exactly. I just really to, want to just to, like just to pick it apart. I'm sure. I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's possible to get. We'll, we'll wait a little bit. Um, but let's watch. The new Star Wars. You didn't see it. I'm probably gonna do a whole episode about I, it, so I won't talk about it yeah, too much. But that's fine. I um, know what happens. Um, I dude, dude, it's weird. Star Wars fans suck. I'm just going to say it like I don't think any of them know what they want. And that's not me necessarily talking down to them. But I do like it's so weird because like The Last Jedi came out and everyone hated on The Last Jedi. And then this movie came out and everyone was like, oh, actually, I like The Last Jedi. And and they like, almost, yeah, OK, they the hated on is, this movie for like going, both track. That's the thing. This movie like this movie, I think, is 
not completely trash. I think if you like The Force Awakens, you'll like this film. And I think The Force Awakens is great, personally. I think it's the better of all of the films. But um, you can definitely tell that they shoved two films into one and things happen just to move the plot along. And it there's God so damn, much... They fucked up so bad by yeah, switching directions. Yeah, I think if J.J. Abrams did the so whole trilogy... Bad. I think if he did the whole trilogy, it genuinely would have been better. And yeah. um, because this is a good film, I, I seriously, I, I don't understand the hate for it. It's not amazing by any means, but dude, I went into this movie thinking it was going to be completely trash and it's fine. It's a good, like the ending is solid. Like it's got spooky parts. It's got great action. Like it's got a Honestly? couple, it's got a couple cringy dialogue scenes, but it's not that bad. And, and they're able to like rebound from the issues from the last Jedi in a smart way. It's almost like JJ Abrams sat down with a marketing department and was like, okay, these are all the things that people didn't like about the last Jedi. Let's fix them. Let's tweak them. Let's figure out what people did like about the force awakens. And he did his best. The word, my only criticism is the fact that they move things along so quickly that there's no time for the dramatic stuff. Yeah to breathe um you can really tell that it's rushed hmm interesting see i know the plot but i don't know i haven't seen any a second of yeah. the movie yeah so i i'm, I'm interested in watching it's it weird out. dude it's a weird i'm telling you you can tell like it's almost like i bet there's a moment about halfway through that you could pick out to be like and that's the end of the second film you know what i mean yeah damn um, that sucks so it much. really uh, sucks it really sucks dude because it's like there are some interesting arcs in there and and most of the characters end pretty well it's just i like, heard they completely cut out poe and the asian girl's romance like it just oh, does yeah. not come back she, oh that's not at all hilarious that yeah he did dude that. she she's he just well, he says, fuck you. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Fuck my movie, I'm going to fuck yours. Yeah, dude. Rose, so Rose is in like maybe one or two shots. Oh, that's hilarious that he yeah. did that. Um, that's what I'm saying, though. It's like they he really tried to make it his own. And um, if you kind of just forget about The Last Jedi, this is pretty solid. <laughs> can we can any of us forget The Last Jedi? It's kind of insane looking back. Like you have this universally loved series where everyone just like eats whatever they put out. And you make a movie that people genuinely don't like in that series. I just, I can't believe that that happened. Yeah, and now it's, it's just, I mean, I doubt, I doubt this, this, I, I can't even think of the name. The, the last Skywalker, Rise of the Skywalkers. Yeah, what is it called? The Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. Because Kylo Ren. I, right. They, <laughs> I just, it just seems like they're back on track. At least from what I've heard. I mean, mainly. okay. I like, mean, it's, dude, it's decent at least. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's not it's last decent. Jedi. Yeah. Like the last Jedi, this, this anomaly of something. I just can't believe it happened. And now, just, and now you have hilarious. like you have these apologists that are like, well, at least the last Jedi was something original. And it's like, dude, it doesn't, it doesn't count it doesn't, if it's bad. <laughs> if it's originally <laughs> bad, it doesn't count. Um, oh, that's good. I, I'll take something above average that's generic opposed to yeah. something that's trash and original. Like I just don't. Honestly, it's, yeah. And like, and if, the other—that's the other thing too, though—is that dude, people act like Star Wars is the super original, interesting, complex story, and it never has yeah, been. Yeah, right. It's never been that deep ever. It's always that's just. A, I, you know what I, I mean? I don't a understand. Few years ago, I told you a few years ago they're fucking up by expanding the series, this universe so like Star Wars. There's is nothing such a simple there. Thing. Yeah, it's there's nothing, there's nothing and they're there, they dude. Can't, I told you this, and you're like, I, I remember. Don't know. I remember. But I'm like, ah, dude, there's nothing. They don't that, have enough to do. But dude, just, th- ah, dude but dude, beyond 
beyond just that though there's no cohesion remember we were talking earlier about marvel and like someone sat down and was like these are the story beats we need to hit for the next 10 right. years there that just does you've got the clone wars and the resistance like you've got the animated shows that have a completely different thing going on you've got the prequels you've got the originals you've got the sequels so, you've got the oh, mandalorian you've got solo you've got rogue one and just <laughs> no, dude why is that and just none Disney. of them why feel none of them so, feel connected in any meaningful way dude the mandalorian was so boring and separate and it's just it's exhausting trying to fit these pieces together and it's like making all of these like justifications like dude the rise of skywalker isn't an amazing film it's still a generic fucking disney you know campy whatever but at least it's like at least they're doing fan service in a in an interesting way. Like, you know what I mean? Like, when they show up to the Death Star and it's all busted up and they're playing the throne room music and then they start having this epic duel, it's like, it's way more interesting than fucking Luke drinking titty milk <laughs> for comedic relief. It's just like... Bruh. It's just so unreal. I don't understand what they're doing. How did how did Disney go? You know what? Let's just give oh. Ryan Johnson whatever he wants with this story that we're supposed to be. You know what? Like it's like imagine if imagine if Marvel like right before Infinity War was like, all right, you can just do whatever you want in Black Panther. Like if you change the canon, that's fine with us. Like it just it's mind blowing that they gave that yeah. much creative control to someone and they. It seems like they just didn't care. It seems like J.J. Abrams had no say in what was going to happen. Yeah. Honestly, god damn, dude. I don't know. I really <laughs> truly think if he I really think if he made all three films, yeah, they probably would have been rehashes of the original trilogy, but they would have been better. 100%. I I still yeah. think The Force Awakens is a great film and it, yeah, it it is basically just a new hope refreshed, but like at least it's good. You know what I mean? I mean it's good. I wouldn't go as far as say it's a great film. And I, that's fine. You I know, think it's, I have I have my I own personal good. reasons for liking right. it as much as I do. Like it, it was kind of the first Star Wars film that I cared about in any meaningful way, and the theater experience was so electric mm -hmm. and amazing that like all of that elevated it. You know, it was the first movie that made me care about Star Wars, period. You know what yeah. I mean? Um and then the last Jedi just killed it all. <laughs> I just, dude, oh the last Jedi God. came out and just remember. no one cared about the next film. Immediately after it came out, everyone went, cannot... I don't care. What? I. God damn. Because they didn't remember... move the characters along anywhere. Everyone was exactly where they I started. I remember that scene of Leia flying through space. Oh, getting yeah. Leaked. I remember that getting leaked and seeing that before seeing the movie. And I'm just like, wow. But dude, it's almost admirable because you can pick out all of the shitty moments from The Last Jedi and you can tell that J.J. Abrams tried to address every single one of them. Like Leia mm. randomly using the force and flying. It's like, okay, well, in The Rise of Skywalker, there's a scene of her training in the jungle with Luke. Like, mm. like it's really badass. It's like raining and dark in the jungle and it's like Luke and Leia and then they take off their masks and it's like the OG faces under there and it's like you learn that Leia was training to use the so, force and she gave you know it up. what? Maybe... Maybe that was like a plot point that Disney wanted them to hit. Like, okay, Leia can use the Force. Right. They exactly. were both planning on tackling it, but right. This is we're just seeing two different implementations of the same idea. That's so. It's also possible that they cut a bunch of that out once Carrie Fisher died. 
Um, That's also true. You know, it's possible that there's supposed to be this whole plot line about her being really strong with the Force and training with it. And, like, after watching right. that scene in The Rise of Skywalker, yeah, it definitely feels like he cut some of that out. And, like, there's this whole story that he wanted to explore because, like, it was awesome. It's literally one shot in the movie where it's just a flashback of them running around hitting lightsabers in the forest. And then, like, they take off their masks and it's like, oh, shit it's like mark hamill when he's 20 or whatever and then they cut away um mm. so again but again it's like oh that kind of retroactively fixes that thing like oh you know ray actually being a descendant of a palpatine retro retroactively fixes the fact that she's naturally great at the force you know oh people hated rose let's cut her out of the movie you know it's like um all of these things that people hated you can tell jj was like trying to save them you know he's trying to can you believe they it. killed snoke to bring back fucking palpatine exactly again? Dude. But dude, it's but again, there's another one where Snoke, like people hated the fact that Snoke was set up in the first movie, immediately killed in the second movie for no reason. Everyone's like, okay, so you think, I thought this so you was think spo- Snoke was supposed to be a Palpatine. But no, you but think? then no, but then in the in the newest movie, Palpatine has a line where he says that he created Snoke, and you see oh, that there's okay. you see that there's this laboratory full of like clone rejects of Snoke. Okay, okay. And so, like, it's like, oh, so, like, again, right, again, it's like JJ's trying to salvage it and be Man, like, okay, well, this well like, isn't out yet, is it? No, Anywhere? it's not. Uh-huh. No, it's not. But that's what I'm saying. Like, he's trying to salvage these pieces and be like, okay, well, uh, people hated the fact that I built up Snoke and then Ryan Johnson just slashed him away for no reason. So, how do we salvage that? Oh, Palpatine's the real bad guy and Snoke was just a pawn. Like, he's trying, you know what I mean? And again, it's just a little throwaway line because he there's no time for anything to breathe. It's like literally like like someone's like the last line of dialogue in a scene happens and then immediately they cut away or like a character, something badass or like sad happens and immediately they cut away. It's like, he's just constantly pushing through these scenes where it's like, it really takes the emotional weight out of the fact that, Oh, this is the last film. You know what I mean? Like there's just way too, you know, Kylo Ren has an entire arc redemption, like halfway through the film. And it's just like, (laughs) there's just no time to dude. Ray straight up tries to kill his ass. Like, there's some amazing points in this film, but you just, it's just, there's too much. And and so because of that, because of that, things constantly happen just because of the plot, like that don't make sense. You know what I mean? Where it's like, Mm. they just clearly need an excuse to move things along. So it's like things conveniently work out and, you know, just random, you know, bullshit writing like that. Uh Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my mini rant. It, I don't know. I'd recommend seeing it. I don't understand people destroying it, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, I haven't seen too much, but I mean, I was really into that rage for last year because I was hilarious, yeah. but I haven't really followed any of this. Um, I don't really know what the opinion was or anything, but it, it looked, it seemed like it's decent. Yeah. I read through the major plot points cause I like to stay up to date with my star Wars. All of the Palpatine like stuff movies. is, um, all the Palpatine stuff is super spooky and well done. And okay. it, it, like the movie opens with Kylo Ren finding Palpatine. Like it's literally the first scene of the movie. Yeah, the things they're saying, I think I would actually like it more. It sounds like I would like it more than Force Awakens. It's, I think it would probably be my favorite of the three. Dude, it's dude, I, I, it's I interesting. Wanna... It's it's not completely trash. Like yeah, it's got like the cringy, campy, whatever ca- comedy shit. But for right. the most part, it's it's fine. Yeah. Okay. And the I lightsaber battles are good. So. I mean, I'm definitely gonna watch it. So. Um. I do. Um, I do have one more movie I do want to give a special mention to. It's not really a movie. Is the only reason I, I kind of. 
Oh, before you do that, before we move away from Star Wars, um, Kylo Ren should have survived at the end, and Rey should have been the one to die. That's all I'll say. I think that's fair. Just because there's a, the very last scene. Do you know what it is, right? You don't care? Um, You can just tell me. The very last scene is Rey goes back to Tatooine, the original mm. house of Luke, and she yeah, carries I, I the did, lightsaber. I did, I did see that. And, and she gets the yellow one, right? Yeah, which uh, out of nowhere, there's no literally this literally she just pulls it out in that scene and that like there's no context for it at all she just has a yellow lightsaber and then the movie ends like there's no anything um but yeah and then she says i'm a skywalker and the movie ends um or she says like i'm ray skywalker or whatever i think it would have been more meaningful if uh that's kind of like the whole thing well kind it's just it's just trying to complete the theme of like ray has a family that she belongs to Okay. Um, and she cool. sees like the forest ghosts of Lu- Lu- uh, Luke and Leia, but it would have been cooler if it was Kylo. Also, Leia was so clearly not in this movie, but they put her in the movie. Like you can tell that she was dead. She, you can 100% because because like most of the scenes she's in, she's either not saying anything or she says a really, really generic line that has pretty much nothing to do with what's happening. Like, like, oh, you just have to believe in yourself or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, she's so clearly sure. not in this film. It's it's painful to watch. <laughs> um, I heard Frozen 2 was good, but I never saw it. I heard it was actually better than the first one from what Natalie says. Um, uh, yeah, no interest for me. And that's all. Uh, that's all. Uh, Jumanji: The Next Level. Never saw it. Um, Six Underground. I heard it was trash. Um, Bombshell. That Fox movie or whatever. Fox News. And that's all I got. Oh. What was the thing you want to talk about? Um. Oh, so there is one more movie I wanted to mention first. Um, Colorado Space. Finally okay. got to see it. Okay. Never even heard of it. Um, it's a H.P. Lovecraft adaptation. But it's starring uh, Nicolas Cage. Oh. Very atmospheric horror. Um, very much Lovecraft revival that's going on right now. I'm very excited. I hope there are more Lovecraft adaptations. Apparently this, this director said he wants to do more with Nicolas. This kind of looks like... Um... Help me here, Mandy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage kind of... It's not similar in tone at all, but it's similar. similar it definitely presents itself similarly. Um... But it's really interesting. I was expecting it to be like a direct adaptation. So the original story uh, was written, I think, like early 1900s, maybe 1910-ish. And um, it's it, it's, an it takes place. It takes Yeah, it takes place during that time. So, I mean, it's a little... I thought it was going to take place, you know, 100 years ago. But it's, it's modern not, day. Yeah. It just takes... It's just present day. But it's the exact same story. But it's... it's a de- Otherwise, it's, it's... I mean, that's kind of the thing with Lovecraft is like the whole idea that like these stories can happen at any point in time. They're kind of just like ideas and like this canon that you can like kind of like mess with. That's like kind of the whole thing, which is interesting when these it, movies start coming yeah, out. Yeah, the it. trailer looks good. Um, I I I liked it. I I mean, I thought it was a really good adaptation. Um, and obviously Nicolas Cage, you're gonna get the Nicolas Cage. Number. It's he's hilarious at points, just yelling at his kids. It's insane. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, basically these people just go insane over this. Okay these this meteorite crashes and starts doing weird things to them yeah that's the whole story okay. i like it I, I i'm excited i just want more lovecraft stuff and i'm really excited that i got to watch this okay i didn't think i was gonna get to watch it for a couple more months okay that uh um, that's going on the watch list 
Yeah. What is it called again? Out of color? Color out of space. Also recommend reading the story. It's like 80 pages. Good story. Okay. I will um, add that to my watch list. Um, The only other film that I have is Shazam. Because I completely forgot it came out this year oh, or 2019. Uh, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't see it. Um, the first 10 minutes of it are laughably terrible. Okay. Um, the writing is barely passable with lots and lots of expo- expo- exposition heavy monologues where they're just like talking and it's really overacted. Um, very standard for a DC film. Um, and there's like just. Yeah plot holes and inconsistencies everywhere um and the acting um is like tv level garbage from every single character except for the um except for the best friend character and um the guy that actually plays shazam his name escapes uh whatever his name is I can't remember it off the top of my head. Um, okay. But like the whole plot is like, it's this kid and then he can turn into the big superhero and then he can go back. Do you know what I'm talking right. about? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But like the kid version of him is trash as well. Um, okay. There's like, po- like really bad CGI monsters in it. Um, so th- there's all those negatives. Um, but if you can actually look past all of that, um, Zachary Levi, that's his name. And the best friend character are really great in it. Like the movie should have just been them two. And like anytime they're on screen together, interacting, it's actually like really fun. Um, and there's actually some decent, like satirical superhero stuff in there, like kind of Deadpool esque, where they're kind of making fun of the genre um, and some actually good action sequences as well. Um, so like, there's like a core concept in there. That's like kind of decent, but it's just wrapped in like DCEU trash. Um, the end of the film has a really good twist um, and they do some fun stuff where like they acknowledge the fact that Superman is a part of this universe just a little bit um, and he makes like a quick cameo at the end. So um, it's it's fine. I gave it a three out of ten, but it's like a <laughs> Uh, no, 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 no. I gave it a three star, three out of five star. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. I gave it a six out of ten, but I think it's probably leaning more towards a five out of ten. There's just like the heart okay. of the film I really, really enjoyed. So like it was hard for me to kind of look past that. And then the ending is really good, actually. So it, it's a weird film. But like I said, dude, the writing and the acting is just mostly garbage. So Okay. There you go. <laughs> well, I there's think that's it, like right? i said one more thing i do want to talk about yeah what's up not technically a movie but it is on letterbox so i think technically it counts and if it does count it's technically my favorite movie of the year but i don't count it since it's not really a movie um it is full force a documentary produced by idubs that came out earlier this year oh. I'm not, I'm, I'm, did you watch it no i, I never I, saw it um it's the, it's beautiful i mean unironically unironically amazing like yeah amazing amazing storytelling amazing comedy amazing documentary filmmaking oh i, I really mean, gotta see that unreal it's a, do you know anything about it i don't not? nothing about it i i might as well go on blind i guess but uh, i mean it doesn't really matter but he basically goes to this to see to see this youtuber named airsoft fatty who makes airsoft fight videos and star wars lightsaber fight videos with his friends this really fat guy and he travels to where he lives and just 
follows him around and like talks to him and his friends. Makes a documentary about That's it. That's the entire thing. Yeah, it's amazing. I'll watch that. Oh, I will 100% watch that within the next couple of days. Okay, it's it's 50 minutes. It's okay. really short. It's, it's amazing. So I just wanted to give it, I want to give a special shout out to that. But if, if we're, do, do we want to say our favorite movies if of we're, the year? Well, we real leave? quick, if we're going to do special shout outs, I've got a shout out. Um, Watchmen season one. Um, it's just, it's only going to be one season. It's just a short limited run series they're not doing any more episodes of it okay. um, really really great um it's david lindelof he did the leftovers um phenomenal dude if you like the the, the direct uh, if you like the original movie at all which you have to watch the director's cut the original's trash okay. or if you like the book at all really really good show um the way that they're able to like when dr manhattan finally shows up in the show the way that they portray him is the most interesting portrayal of a godlike character I've ever seen put to film. The way that they like handle like the way he perceives time and stuff. Uh, but it's again, it's it's like it's Watchmen. It's more political than anything else. It's not even really a superhero show, which is why he doesn't show up till really the end. So that was amazing. Um, Chernobyl was amazing. I think that was 2019, right? Yeah, it was. Um, amazing, uh, amazing, amazing show. Again, just a limited run series, which is why I'm giving it a shout out. Um, mm. If you know nothing about the story or the depth of it, the show is not only written and acted amazingly, but it really, really puts into perspective how serious the issue was and how many steps along the way they could have like literally destroyed a continent. Um, it blew my mind. And it was actually really riveting to watch. So I would definitely shout that out. And um, lastly, the the final season of Mr. Robot came out and it was probably the best season of television I've ever seen. If not that, at the very least, the best final season of a show I've ever seen. So wow. I would definitely recommend that. Um, this, this also coming from the guy who hasn't seen the last episode of Breaking Bad, by the way. This is 100% true. Um, but even if even saying that, like most people wouldn't say the last season of Breaking Bad is the best season. That's fair. That's fair. I'm that's saying fair. the final season of Mr. Robot is the best season of Mr. Robot. And that's such a rarity, um, especially since the show is solid throughout. So um, I was super, super happy. I've been following that show um, live. It's the only show I've watched week to week and I've loved you know checking the reddit and stuff and at at the point that it's at now it's basically a cinematic experience so i just wanted to shout it out real quick i know ralph the movie makers doing a review series on it the ted bundy netflix miniseries was, oh yeah was interesting um not the movie but the right, miniseries yeah, yeah. was actually really interesting i thought um I, i'll give that a little shout yeah out. i want to give a huge special shout out anyone who likes true crime stuff jim can't swim on youtube Oh, amazing okay. youtube channel oh, like amazing stuff it's all police interrogation style stuff like that he basically okay. breaks down police interrogations and okay. skips like interesting parts amazing breakdowns okay he has incredible videos so okay. huge shout out that's worth checking out then and um the fire festival documentary from uh oh, netflix was okay that. that was decent I forgot that came out. Yeah, Netflix put that out. It was okay. I gave it a 7 out of 10, but it was, uh, I mean, it was a good subject matter and a pretty decent doc, so I'll give yeah, that I a watched, shout out as well. I watched a, a YouTube video, but like, uh, do you remember, you probably don't remember, I showed you this guy Glink on YouTube who uh, does videos kind of like, like, uh, on top, like, random topics to, like, dive deep into them, so he did one on 
on the fire festival so i kind of like knew like the whole story and like everything about this so i never watched like that yeah. documentary because i feel like it would be a lot of crossover yeah but i mean i don't know it I was good cool um, if they did if they did like a, a fictional retelling of it, it was, i think that would be interesting oh yeah i mean it was it was good it was weird because netflix and hulu both put out a documentary about it at the exact same time yeah i was gonna say didn't hulu do one too yeah the netflix one i heard was better that's the one i watched it's the one where the meme came out of of the guy that said he would suck dick to save the festival um, okay. That was a meme for a while, and then he actually did a commercial with Evian Water because the whole thing was that they needed Evian Water to get there, and the the creator of the festival kind of told this dude that he might have to suck this guy's dick to get the water through customs. So that yeah. Evian Water actually hired him for a commercial, uh, which is kind of wow. funny. Um, but yeah, that was decent. So I just wanted to shout those things out. I actually thought the Ted Bundy thing was really interesting. If you're into true crime at all, I thought it was a pretty well made miniseries. Yeah, no, I didn't. Good. Yeah, I've, I've I seen didn't know anything about, about him. him. Like I didn't. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I, I mean, I knew he was a serial killer, but I never really knew that he was basically like the most prevalent modern day american serial killer bar maybe the Zodiac killer or like mm. the BTS killer. Um, but beyond those two, like it was pretty much Ted Bundy and he was like, he was just so prevalent in the news cycle. Um, so it, I, that was really interesting to, to watch. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I went into it knowing quite a bit about him just because I watch a lot of true crime YouTube stuff yeah. mainly. But uh, so a lot of repeat information, but it was presented really well. And I mean, yeah, it was cool. I, I like I like his it's, it's cool. I like learning about him. Interesting. There's yeah, also the uh, America's got of a course, fascination. The, uh, extremely wicked as well. Yeah, I is... never saw that. <laughs> Jesus. I heard it was meh. Oh boy. Um, and you know what? I, I think Zach Efron to play Ted Bundy just shows how <laughs> just shows how disconnected Netflix really is. Just un- unreal choice. What is that? I was that was a Netflix movie, right? Um, no, it, it, it was pretty, it was created by someone completely separate, but then they knew the movie oh, was going to bomb. So Netflix bought it. Okay. Okay. Um, I just, I don't understand I was, that, that casting at all. It just took me out of the movie so much. He does not, he does not play Ted Bundy at all. It's so, it doesn't sound very good. Um, that's why I didn't even talk about it. The, while we're on the subject of serial killers, though, I think Mindhunter season two came out in 2019. God, yeah, my um, manager told me she told me to watch it. She said I would love it, and I'm like, season Bruh. two is better than season one, um, for sure. And it's David Fincher. And oh yeah, you told me about that. It's basically Zodiac the series. It's fucking great. Is it completely disconnected from the first season? Pretty much, you really don't have to watch the first season because um, you really don't have to watch the first season. That's what I'll say. Okay. It's not completely it's, it's, it's out now. It's not completely disconnected. It's the same characters, but it's it's not that important. There's not a whole lot of overarching plot. The whole basic story is it's about the first group of FBI agents to categorize people as serial killers and the struggles they went through to educate the industry and start catching them. And so what they started to do was they started to interview serial killers. So the first season has a little bit of that and it's most, and it's, it's okay. The first season really dives into like, um, philosophy and ethics and shit almost in a really like, heady type of way and it doesn't land it it 
it's just a little dragged out i'd say the second season's way better and it's very david fincher like it's spitting image david fincher he, he i think he produced every single episode and he directed a handful of them um and they interview way more serial killers in the second one and they're pretty much one for one recreations of the actual interviews so they're really really okay, inter- cool. like yeah they're they're super well casted like they look identical to the original characters and then they also pretty much just copy the dialogue um the guy that plays they interview Charles Manson in the second season and it's the same guy that portrayed him in Once Upon a Time which is oh, kind of funny yeah. Um, and then on top of all of that, they sprinkle in this little teaser that the BTK killer is gaining traction. So like they tease that ominously. And then, uh, and then there's also like an overarching plot line of them trying to track down this serial killer that was in Atlanta, Georgia, um, at some point, I don't remember his name. So it's just a really well-made film. It's not as like shittily character driven, I'd say, but, um, it's just a great true crime. Like it's all a true story. It's really well made and like if you need something to scratch that david fincher um i mean because he hasn't put anything out it's like dude it's zodiac the show like mindhunter season two is so slept on because the first season just turns into black that i think no one really gave the second season a shot and i think it's i think it's really worth watching i want to know uh give me your top three 2019 films uh in no particular order Oh God! Okay. Top three. I, there's actually more came out than I remembered. I mean, it was actually a decent year All for right. movies. Give me a second. That's fine. I'm gonna do the same. I think, for me personally, my top three. Um, I have to put Endgame up there. I know it's a meme, but it, it really ha- has a special place in my heart. Um, I would also say that I'm going to put Peanut Butter Falcon. Uh, yeah. Okay and maybe marriage story um maybe marriage story i don't know if there's anything else we've talked about that i liked more than marriage story yeah honestly mine's pretty straightforward looking at it like all laid out like this i i really there's only four movies that i would really put into like a separate category from the rest of where i think are like above average yeah and i'd say I I got, but I think there's another level in between this movie and three others. I think Parasite is kind of good, but not great uh-huh. tier. And these three films would be my favorites. Uncut Gems, Lighthouse, okay. and then Midsummer. Yeah, I would say, yeah. You know what, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep my list where it is. Um, yeah. I mean, there's, there's plenty of honorable mentions, but I think Endgame, Peanut Butter Falcon, and... And Marriage Story are going to do it for me. Yeah, I still need to see Marriage Story. I could see that cracking my top three. I it's, just haven't gotten around to it's seeing it. It's really well done, and it's got nuance. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was a fine year. I mean, better than... Yeah, it was fine. It was I'm fine. glad we got Midsummer. Yeah, we got, I mean, we got some gems out of it. I feel like more and more, we're just getting an increased volume of films, and we're getting more and yeah, more tour films in general. So, um, and, and AMC has implemented their new thing where they're going to give what they call artisan films a longer run in the theaters to give them a chance, which I really like. I think that's awesome. Yeah, they're giving them, they're trying to get, <laughs> like I afford to go see any movies. Yeah, they're like trying to give more space and time for those smaller films so that people have a chance to go see them, which I think is dope. Um, 
So I don't know. I think there's I think there's some really interesting up and coming directors that I want to see more of. You know, Jordan Peele, Ari Aster. Um, I don't know. We'll see, right? We'll yeah, see. No, I think totally. twenty. I mean, I don't really know what's coming out in twenty twenty. Um, yeah, I think. Are we getting? Are we really getting Nosferatu from Eggers this year? Is that a real thing that's happening? I, I have no with, idea. I'm sure that with, would be good. What's her name? I, yeah, Eggers seems to be promising. Uh, you got these really small, weird indie film direct film directors that are putting out some. Oh, that's twenty twenty three. Wow, it's Anya Taylor Joy in Nosferatu. Um, by Eggers. That's his twenty twenty three. What is that? Let's look that's at so let's look at a couple things. We've got um, that look kind of interesting. Um, that shitty Invisible Man movie. Um, Quiet Place Two, Mulan, the final Daniel Craig, uh, James Bond film that with Rami Malek that looks okay. Um, Conjuring Three, the, <laughs> dude, the New Mutants film apparently. Sonic? Uh, dude, apparently, oh yeah, finally! Remember when I told yeah, you the movie and he refused yeah. to believe that it existed? I'm dude, like, I don't know. I can't you. believe it still exists. I don't know. I can't th- believe it hasn't come out yet. It's been like three years. Well, I don't know if you heard, but Disney pretty much canceled all of Fox's upcoming yeah. lineup. So I'm surprised that survived. I think it's going to be garbage. Um, uh, I wish it wasn't, it's, dude. It's it's such well, a good idea. Well, like Brightburn, where it's like a horror movie superhero film. Like that's it a fun works. idea. But You've got uh, Black Widow. Uh, you've got a movie coming out from the producers of Get Out, but not Jordan Peele. Okay, so trash. Right. Um, and I, I can't. Evangelion three point plus one point is coming out this year. Apparently, I don't know. What that so means. we'll see. Oh, dude, Birds of Prey. And Bad Boys for Life. Oh, yeah. How can we forget about Bad Boys? Bad Boys? Um, it's, it's looking man, pretty dude, do we bare. think Birds of Prey is going to be any good? <laughs> Who cares? I don't care about that movie at Sonic all. Sonic is going to be great, huh? Yeah, they fixed it. This, the face is better now, so it's yeah, a good dude. movie, right? Yeah, good movie now. I mean, that's the thing, though. It's like these movies that we've never heard of before, like, might be Yeah, good. I mean, we won't, I mean? we won't, we won't know, know yeah. for, like, six more months. Yeah, there's, exactly. We just won't. Stuff there's no way to tell. Playing. There's no way to tell if any of these are going to be any good. I mean, I think the James Bond one might actually be decent. Um, But then, like, there's just these random fills, like, Antlers. Like, I don't know what yeah, the fuck I saw Antlers that. is. I'm or, like, okay. You know, so. Uh, the personal life of David Copperfield. That's going to be a banger, dude. Yeah. We'll just think one year from now we'll be talking about that one. Ah, oh, dude, we'll be talking about F9, bro. We got to get on the <laughs> Fast and the Furious train. Bruh, we got Wonder Woman 2, bro. We got to get the full experience. Oh, shit, dude. Is it, wait, is Candyman coming out in 2020? Yeah. Okay, that might be good. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Jordan, dude, cool. Jordan, dude. It takes place. Dude, on my I, campus. I finally watched the original and I think Jordan It's so weird watching that while living here because it's like my streets. The Jordan Pe- Jordan Peele's a perfect fit to to re to revitalize that that movie. Perfect fit. Yeah, I would agree. It's very dreamlike. But also just like the subject matter of like kind mm. the original like kind of tried to implement like this uh racial metaphor. Cuz he is the Candyman is black, right? The whole premise of the movie is it's a ghetto boogeyman. Okay. 
That's the whole movie. I haven't seen it for a while, but it's, I did watch it semi-recently. I don't, I don't think it's very great, to be honest with you, but um, I think Jordan Peele is like a perfect fit to, to revamp it because I think he's... Jordan yeah, Peele, say what you will. 10, so. Say what you will. Jordan Peele knows how to mix like societal issues with a real story and like not too disgusting of a way you know what i mean like it fits at least decently so i i don't know i have hopes for that one yeah maybe it'll be good well that's it that's all i've got for you it was a decent year thanks for tuning in with me um this is definitely gonna end up being two episodes so i'll have to find a place to cut sounds good all right see you later man thank you so much Alright. Peace, brother. Peace. Okay, so that's it. That was the whole podcast. Um, I I think it went pretty well. I know it's long, and I know we didn't really dive super heavily into any one movie. Maybe next year we'll just cut it down to a list of films that we really care about and and do it that way. I'm not really sure what would have been better. We wanted to cover as many bases as we could. I, I really hope you enjoyed it again. If there's any movies we forgot to talk about, go ahead and comment them in the description below. I'm sure there's one or two that slipped the cracks. And there are plenty of films that we never got the chance to see. So hopefully in the future, I'll be able to see them. And if you want to see how I felt about them or how Jack felt about them, go ahead over to Letterboxd. I plug it every single video. Jack is the guy that put me onto Letterboxd, and he is even more prevalent than me. He has like thousands of movies rated, and that's not an exaggeration. So, and and he watches a ton of stuff, you know, because he's going to school for film-related things. So he is constantly watching older films and newer films. And so go ahead and follow both of us. I'm sure there's going to be plenty of movies in this video that that we weren't able to see that we'll be able to watch in the future. So. Again, thank you so much for watching. Go ahead and leave a comment, leave a like, subscribe, keep tuning in, all that fun stuff that I'm supposed to plug now. Thank you so much for watching. Have a great day, guys. Bye-bye.